Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello, our lovely, lovely fellow misfits of the mayhem. Time for another rant. Think of us as your curators of the Chaos Library. My name is Doug. With me, we have Jim and Arona. And to start off this week, I got to say, happy birthday, bro. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> we had a birthday <laughs> this <laughs> week. We got a birthday boy in the house. Yeah. If you can ask me how old I turned, just know it's old enough to where we don't really He turned 21. He can drink now. Yeah. And I'm having my first one on and air. he's having his very first yeah. ale. This could get a little loopy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I've heard about this. It could get a little loose. You, you are the youngest one on this show. I'm the baby. He's how, the baby. How old is uh, Mateo? Just he's accurate. the youngest. He's is actually he? the youngest. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a pup. <laughs> he's a pup. Yeah, well, we'll have Mateo on in future episodes. We're working out those kinks. Some uh, restructuring, you could say. But yeah, happy birthday, bro. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, and I heard you had quite a trip. Yeah, so birthday was Monday. You could say this is my birthday week. Yes. Hashtag, what, I hear that's a thing. Yes. I don't know. I read it somewhere. I and, heard it's, parts- and it is August the 28th. Currently. 2020. And I heard parts of this... Uh- you know, celebration were quite, shall I say, rapid. Oh, <laughs> we got, uh, we got, <laughs> we got wordplay. <laughs> um, yeah. So birthday was last Monday, which is why, uh, we recorded our podcast last Friday, a week ago from tonight, uh, so that I could go get all scoundrelous. That's a word. I just said it. You can look it up later. I yes. don't care. And, um, so no, a good buddy of mine, Adam, shout out to Adam. Appreciate you, bro. He, uh, he came down from D.C., and he and some of his boys got together. We rented a cabin up in North Georgia, and then we went up to Tennessee to do a little whitewater rafting trip. Ah. And uh, the, way that, uh, Adam, the way that Adam <laughs> propositioned me for this opportunity was he said, Hey, man, you want to you wanna go just do a little rafting? You know? And I'm thinking, here in the Atlanta area, we have the Chattahoochee. When uh, people say, hey, man, we're going to go shoot the hooch. You already know what that is. You're not going to go take a gun and go rat tat 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 into the water. You're going to get into a tube where your where your bukakis drips down into the water every <laughs> now and then. So I was thinking, I could do that. That sounds pretty like a pretty lazy man's activity. He's like, yep, that's in the ballpark. <laughs> well, you'll be on a raft and we'll be going down a river. So swiftly pack your swimmies and let's get going. So I get up there, and uh, we get up to Tennessee. We go to this uh, rafting area. It's not really so much rafting as it's whitewater rafting, which is a lot cooler than just floating. Yeah. The area that he took me on was uh, the same stretch of the Ocoee River up in Tennessee where the Olympics had their Cat 5 whitewater rafting course. By the way, for anybody listening, obviously, uh, maybe I didn't say this earlier. I've never been whitewater rafting. <laughs> Adam knows this, the son of a bitch. So the only way that he would, you know, he knew, he knows me very well. I've known him over 20 years. 
The only way that he knew I would get my white ass into that raft is if he lied to me. Or lied by omission. Just didn't mention it. Not until we're getting off the bus. Because uh, you go to the outfitter. They get you all hooked up with shit. You hop on a bus. They take you up the river. Then they drop you off. Not until we got off the bus where our guide was about to shove us out into the river. They go, all right, about 50 yards down, you got a cat four wrapping. I'd look over at Adam. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, strap in. And I was like, oh, <laughs> That's great. I was like, this is going to be a long day. So speaking of which, long good story, one, Adam. Long story short, one. we're six days removed. <laughs> I'm pushing on one part of my side of a, <laughs> apparently a muscle I didn't know I had. I, whoo, whoo, feels like I got kicked by a mule <laughs> uh so yeah still some soreness but that's that's what i hear happens when you turn 21 yeah <laughs> so uh whitewater rafting is fun it's very fun very will scare the shit out of you the first time i mean i'm sure there was some scary well shit for you what, See, what, well, you was, were in front right well yeah i was in the very yeah, front you were in the i very wasn't front. scared yeah. uh i almost killed adam two times without knowing it but that's because i wasn't really secured right <laughs> into the raft and we would hit a, a bump or a bounce and i would just whoop, go throwing myself right into him uh body checking you know hockey shit <laughs> but no never was scared just knew the whole time i had to paddle i was like oh this is gonna hurt later it never fell out well never and, fell out and see um he was kind of he invited me along partially as well uh after you know they were about to go and then when they came back Adam's all like, oh, yeah, man, you could have totally done that. I was like, dude, first of all, audience, uh, I'm a fairly uh, svelte individual. Um, you might say um, I, I've, I, I'm just a fat dude, honestly. And so, <laughs> I mean, um, if he had ever seen somebody try and fish me out of the water when I was nearly drowning, he would have taken that back in five seconds. So I'm very glad that I did not come along and then all of a sudden, Oh shit! We're in cap four, cap five. New, new meaning of rolling on the river. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rolling down the river, but uh, oh, yeah. just dying down the river. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great trip, especially during this, you know, uh, weird, wacky, wa- weird, wild world we live in. Yeah, wacky um, stuff. So yeah, outdoor activities in the middle of nowhere. The only different, the only problem is you do have to get shoved into a tight bus with everybody. Yeah. I don't very I'm, covid friendly yeah. yeah 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 but but you immediately go uh well you go under the water 15 times so you just wash that shit right yeah, out your head yeah, you're so, outdoors uh, and getting some sun and yeah was no good, it was yeah. it was all good all fun appreciate you adam for uh putting that together actually uh his boy uh reese from dawsonville put it together and uh rope reese from dawsonville he got uh into the sauce the night before i got up there just to touch and <laughs> when I got to the outfitter, Reese was on his way back home because uh, poor boy just left a deposit in the parking lot uh, of of a Hardy's breakfast patty melt nature. And he just said, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a wrap for me. So he went back and uh, he felt so bad that uh, the whole trip turned out free. So yeah, hey, man. he footed the bill for the whole trip. He drank From himself into bankruptcy on that. Yes, on that yes, weekend. he did. And all I got to say and is, didn't even thank get you, to Reese. go down the river. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then made breakfast for them after he felt so bad for not going. Made, yes. made dinner that night. He, he immediately, oh, dinner, immediately went back to the cabin, passed out for four or five hours, called everybody. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Hey, what do you want for dinner? 
I was like, well, I, I don't know. He's like, ah, I'll get it. <laughs> we we get back to the cabin. Dinner's already half made. He's got He's, the dish towel on his shoulder. He's like, I'm so sorry. Making the spread. And it's like, no, dude. I had a blast. Don't apologize to me. You're the one who felt like shit. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that missed the trip that you paid for. <laughs> so, just a little uh, excursion. Uh, you know, that's how 21-year-olds get down, from what I understand. Real party animals. <laughs> but anyway. But thanks, Reese. Thanks for footing the bill for yeah. Jim's Appreciate birthday, your rope. man. That Taking was, care that of me awesome. and Juice Box. So, uh, that was my world. What, uh, what you two cats got going on? What, what what did you do this week, Aron? Um, for the most part, uh, to be honest, lazy as all shit. But uh, the last couple days, I tried my hand a little bit at Uber because I'm between jobs right now. So he's in transition. Exactly. So you know, how's the Uber thing working? <laughs> well, Jim heard me last night. I came in pissed as all hell because I took nine deliveries. And all I had to show for, for nine deliveries, was $28. Oh, wow. And this is in like a And three, this is food, right? Yeah. The food, right. This is three or four hour stretch um, that I was delivering. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was bam, 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 like I was taking one than the other, but it was fairly steady at the same time. How much do you think Uber made? <sighs> they honestly don't take that much out of, um, you know, what we get paid as far as the delivery fee they i think they take 20 percent, and then the driver gets the rest right um but obviously like anything else of this nature most of your funds are going to come from tips yes yes not a single soul last night tipped me one once out of nine deliveries and so i came in just fairly defeated i was just like fuck this shit it even offered me more deliveries, and I was like, I'm not going to fucking do it. No, I'm done. And so, you know, it's like anything else. You know, fall down, get back up. I went out today, and I worked maybe only two and a half hours, took six deliver deliveries, and um, I made, I want to say, 60 bucks, and then my last delivery, 15-year-old kid, pimples all over him. Oh, uh, well, no, he's probably like 16, 17. He said he delivers DoorDash. But $20 cash in my hands. Um, and he was like, just thank you, man. You were, you were really good. You, uh, you, know, you took my call, and after I requested what I requested, you did it without even argument. And he was like, you don't get that all the time. So it was kind of one of those things like anything else if you stick in there and you know don't think woe is me this has only happened to me the world wants to shit on me then things kind of turn around yeah, in their own yeah. time it's I like prophetic shit through uber man it's like you know you might be in a dark place but uber you know if you stick it out there's like a 15 year old with like 20 bucks for you dude like proverbs uh 21 to uh, 44 in yeah, the, that's in the Uber Uber manual. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. yes, yes, that's okay. what I was quoting. What do you the, think it was in the Uber manual? No, yeah. they say it. They say it in there. It's like, hey, you're gonna get shit on. There's gonna be assholes. <laughs> well, Jim, I know that you brought up the other week. It was like you wondered how I felt about because I know it was a hot issue. Uh, people thinking they should get benefits, thinking that they should get at least a minimum wage and things like that. And I was like, fuck that noise. 
first of all, this should not be anyone's career. If it is your career, then you need to be doing all the services, not just one. And everyone who's worth their shit and what they're doing already does that. So an hourly rate is just fucking idiotic. Not to mention the more you deliver, at least with Uber, you're going to get more and more discounts on say health insurance, right? Um, you know, deals for getting your car repaired, things like that. As long as you're, you've got a fairly high rating. So I don't know me being the liberal person that I am, you would almost figure that I'd be like, yeah, minimum wage, blah, blah. No, it's, this is a purely, uh, you know, main situation where it's like, this is purely optional. It should not be a career. If it is set it up, right. And then beyond that, anybody who does not tip now, I will say I have been guilty of not tipping every once in a while, but I usually do. If you do not tip though, routinely, you, there's no question about it. You are a dickhead. We're going to fuck up your house, dog. How do you like them <laughs> eggs? I can't <laughs> scramble them on your shingles. <laughs> so that was my week. no chip on my shoulder (laughs) well my week was rather you know boring i guess you know same shit stay up all night watching woke and no news good news i uh, guess you know there's just you know just same 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 old shit same old shit it's uh but we did we did have a couple of losses this week in the metal world that uh i wanted to bring up um, one is, uh, there's this kick-ass band from Dallas, uh, power trip. And a lot of people, a lot of people didn't know who they were, but I can say right at this minute that both of their albums are one and two on iTunes right now, Hell which yeah. makes me nice. feel great because they are a, they were a fucking killer band. And the reason I say were is because their lead singer um, his name is Riley Gale. He was 34 years old. He passed away on the 24th, I believe. Um, and rest in peace. Yes. Yes. Rest in peace. If you, if you have a chance to check these guys out, I didn't really, uh, their first album came out in two, 2013. I didn't hear of them until around the time of their second album. And their second album was, it was just a killer album. And it, uh, had a tune on there. Um, it was called Executioner's Tax. And uh, Swing of the Axe is what I thought it was because that's the that's what they say in the tune. Swing of the Axe. But uh, I heard it streaming. I was listening at work. Yes, I was streaming. Uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, I heard them and, uh, and I thought they were a really really killer band they were um thrash metal they were old school they had a really killer sound and uh yeah my my heart goes out to those guys man losing your front man that is that is devastating to a band i mean losing any member is devastating but to lose a front man that is that's terrible details as to and no 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 details on how he died or you know, I mean, how old was uh, he? 34, 34 oh, years Jesus. old. And then on, uh, on another note, I don't know what you're talking about, man. That's old as fuck. I'm only 21. Um, <laughs> on another note, quiet riots, uh, drummer, Frankie Benali, he passed away. He was 68. Shit. Uh, so he had a really good run. Uh, 
I was never really the biggest Quiet Riot fan. I got to admit, uh, I guess it was Kevin Dubrow's vocals. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really a fan of that kind of I mean, kind of singing, but metal health to me, but was still, well, a well very it was the first, album. that was the, that was the first metal album to make it to number one. The very first one was mental metal health. And, and so he's always had that. <laughs> he's yeah. always, they've always had all the guys in quiet, right. Have always had that. And, um, Frankie Benali, man, killer drummer though, hard hitting, awesome drummer. Um, and he had cancer. He got diagnosed with cancer. I think it was three years ago, I believe. Um, but um, yeah, he passed away at 68 from cancer. So yeah, that was another sad one. Now, the third thing I want to talk about this week actually happened. It's been almost three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, this band, Arsamas, they are an Iranian metal band. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got sentenced to 15 years in prison in Iran for being a metal band. Oh, boy. For playing metal music. Now, that should, that alone should, should just tell you how lucky we are in this country, how mm-hmm. fortunate we are to be able to play whatever music we want to play, pray however we want to pray. It's a huge example of how lucky we are, how fortunate we are just to be in this part of the country. Yeah, you can play any type of of music and not go to jail for it, like even EDM. Yes. Yeah, even EDM. Yeah, I know. And that should be be a death sentence. um, (laughs) Firing squad? Yes, Yes. firing squad. Death by firing squad. (laughs) Or death by shitting in the face, because uh, that's exactly how the music sounds to me. But yes, this this band, um, 15 years in prison for playing metal music. And they're a good band. I heard their story probably about five years ago. I watched a documentary and they were trying to record. It says, this is the same band. They were trying to record an album and they had to sneak around in Iran. And the way they, a couple of the members had to flee to Turkey. Um, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy story. So, um, and you might not know the answer to this. Just to play music. I'm just going to throw this out there. It's a, uh, was it more for the words that they were singing or the fact that the music style represented the West? It's probably both, maybe. Yeah. What, but- I, what I read in the article that I read, and thanks again, Doug, for sending that out to all of us. Um, from what I saw, it was partially because they brought up the religious connotation. First of all, that they are asserting that the band are basically devil worshippers. Right. Of course so, they are. Of course. Because well, yeah. they are 30 years behind us, yeah. so yeah. Uh, they got to go through their 80s too, I guess. I mean, to yeah. be honest, it took them 18 years to get there because the band was formed in 2002. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, they consider themselves kind of a play on new wave of British heavy metal. They're, they call did, themselves the new wave of Persian death metal. Did Tipper Gore expatriate herself <laughs> Yeah, Iran? see, the, I, I don't know. Who is their tipper? I wonder. Mm. Um, the entire country? Or the entire governing body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and something I do want to bring up, and, you know, just in solidarity of that, is um, I did read an article, and I, I think we could probably put it in the show notes. 
It was off Metal Sucks. And um, something that they wanted to push um, is going on to, um, there's a site called Bandcamp. It, basically, anywhere where you can find their material, they've got an album called Immortal Identity. You can find it for seven bucks. Um, definitely pushing to support that. Also, they've got some singles out there, uh, kind of a name your own price deal, which um, uh, the, they did a very good Slayer cover. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Raining, Raining Blood? or I think they yeah. did Angel of Death, wasn't it? Oh, they no, did, no I, it is I, Raining Blood. Yeah, yeah, I heard you listening to it. So this one time, you went on Bandcamp, and you listened to some metal, Yeah, and then some people went to prison. Man, <laughs> a little different than the story I'm used to. Well, see, this is not the first band for this to happen in Iran. Yeah, no, no. There is a band called Confess, and these guys were arrested for the same thing. Now, of course, like any smart individual, they fleed the country. Um, but yeah, they were they were actually sentenced to 14 years, and then one of the members was sentenced to 74 lashings as well. So it's like... I mean, this is how medieval some of the countries still are. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Can't even play metal music. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, fuck them. That's what I got to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you put that uh, warning in the front because we're going to be hitting the F meter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, when everybody's sitting around thinking about how pitiful they got it, uh, you could be in an Iranian prison for doing the kajunk kajunk on a guitar and that shit just ain't cool no that's not no. cool at all so so yeah getting back to uh back to the old homeland now a um, lot of shit went down this week again it, yes it did and you know like i said earlier we recorded last week's episode on a friday had to make some scheduling uh you know uh, adjustments because i had to throw my pale white ass down some river rapids because you know freedom and um, <laughs> freedom and all. So, and typically, typically we we used to record on Sunday nights so that we kind of would be able to get a full, get our arms all the way around the week's news and have a have the weekend to really, you know, uh, digest it and come up with opinions on it. Right. Which is all we do here. We just give our opinions. We're not experts. If you came here for uh, expertise or any level of you know information. Then we're gonna let you down, um, <laughs> you know. If you if we're your news source, you need to heaven help yeah. you find a new news source. Oh yeah. man, if yeah. We're, we're if we're your news source. Yeah, you're, you're in, in trouble. <laughs> whatever whatever IQ points you had coming in, eh, yeah, they're they they're guaranteed to drop. Yeah, yeah. They, they drop. So so typically we would we would record on Sunday night so that we could have the time for our big dumb brains to absorb and digest all the happenings of the world. Well, fuck that. We're doing it again on Friday night. So be ready to get some half-baked opinions on shit that you've already seen 74 times. Yeah. The same number of lashings. So uh, the biggest story, and we'll just go right into it. We'll skid right into it. I mean, um, obviously the RNC was this week, but as luck would have it, uh, they kind of got sidelined by protests and riots over something that happened immediately, you know, within 24 hours after we recorded our episode so if you're wondering geez y'all are just now getting to this fuck well we're not a breaking news site yes so, we're not know. it's just the week that happened so, so get over fuck it. off all right so anyway the biggest story i think arguably is the 
situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and, you know, where I think it was uh, Sunday, the 23rd, a one Jacob Blake was had an interaction, had an encounter with the Kenosha police where there's conflicting reports depending on what preconceived side you take, but Basically, if you go by their DOJ report and the multiple videos of what happened, cops were called to a property. Uh, from what I understand, it's a uh, uh, either an ex-girlfriend, current girlfriend of Mr. One Jacob Blake, who wasn't supposed to be there. Apparently, he took the, her keys and wasn't giving them back. He has active warrants. He's got some domestic issues. Overall, on paper, probably not the best guy. But uh, the, the, the people that live in this residence called the police because Jacob was there and he wasn't supposed to be there. And so the cops show up. You know, they do have the ability when they arrive on scene to pretty well assess, especially if they have prior encounters with somebody. Um, they they kind of can gauge the situation. So they begin talking with Mr. Blake at some point, whether it comes, you know, through the, the police's own intuition or over the radio, or they just knew who this person was, he had outstanding warrants. Uh, and they did try to place Mr. Blake under arrest. A taser was deployed. It did not take effect. Jacob then gets up after scuffling, wrestling is what we call it down here in the south, brushes himself off, walks around to the driver's side. All this happened at the rear of his car. He gets up, walks around the passenger side, around the front of the car to the driver's side door, and opens it and reaches in the car. He didn't jump in like he was going to drive away. He reached in as though he was going after something. Uh, you know, forgot his lucky coin, wanted to, uh, you know, draw a picture. I don't know. Some say there was a, in fact, the Department of Justice in Wisconsin say that upon further investigation, there was a knife found on the driver's side floorboard the likely chances that he was going after it, pretty high. Now, did he just sure. want to find the closest tree and carve his initials, you know, Jacob Hart's the Popo? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. But the police saw that and perceived that as an imminent threat. So cops do what cops are apt to do, and they open fire. Uh, now, the story comes out saying that a black man was shot seven times in the back by cops. Technically... All of that happened. And that sounds bad. So that's all that people heard. And I'll get to how they reacted in a minute. So police open, one police officer opens fire, shoots him seven times. He goes down. They immediately call for uh, medical. Medical comes. Last time I heard, and I haven't heard anything in a couple of days, he is in critical condition. No, and he's, he's paralyzed. alive and yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. yeah, critical condition, yeah. but paralyzed. Um, so it seems like, you know... They weren't really trying to kill him. Seven shots, if they were trying to kill him, they would be all up here, and there's you're not surviving that. From what I understand, a lot of the shots were in the legs. Obviously, one hit the, his spine. Anywho, that's just, uh, that doesn't really matter. So, that happened. That was a true thing that happened. And in today's modern climate, uh, most people aren't willing to wait for the evidence to come out, so they decided to go out and immediately burn car lots and destroy businesses because they thought that was the best way to quell the racial tensions in this country. And I, at this point, I'm just beyond myself <laughs> sick and tired of the, the reaction that large groups of people have when things like this happen. 
because the initial response, the go-to response nowadays in Trump's America, and we'll get to that later, is to think that racism is abound everywhere and the cops only did it because he was black. It had nothing to do with him resisting arrest, uh, not understanding that maybe if I do this, X result could happen. Some say, some have argued that they thought that he was interacting in a suicide by cop kind of a deal, uh, just based on the complete lack of giving a shit. Well, something I'd argue on that basis, though, just with uh, what you're saying about the reactionary uh, factor with people, um, it's like anything with Trump as well. If you're a never Trumper, uh, idiot, in my opinion, but if you are that person, then automatically you're jumping on everything it does. And after a certain period of time, people get desensitized and don't give a shit about anything you say anymore. So it's the same thing with these uh, police killings. It's like every if you are reacting to everyone regardless of the situation, then all you're doing is giving more, more and more people cause to turn around and go, I don't give a shit about your side anymore. And that's what's happening. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that in these situations now, you know, in every situation like this, there's a lesson to be learned. And I think it's a lesson that's been there since the beginning that it seems that a lot of people uh, still either aren't learning, haven't learned, are unwilling to learn, don't care to learn. And that is, and, that, and what I'm about to say does not equate to because of X, it equals seven shots in the back. I'll get to what equals that. But just, I do have it in front of me. Uh, he did have outstanding warrants for third degree sexual assault trespassing and disorderly conduct in connection with domestic abuse. Uh, and those are the reasons why he was not to be at the address that he was. So he put, and this isn't victim blaming. I hate that fucking term anyway. But if you have those, and you're aware of those, those aren't a secret to, to Mr. Blake. He's fully aware that that is on his record. He has an outstanding warrant. He's also aware of that. And the cops know this. Correct. When they, He's in the when system. They, yeah. So knowing all of this, going to a place that you know you shouldn't be, and then when the cops get there, it's over, dude. It's over. Fight your fight. Fight for your legal uh, you know, justice in a court of law. Right. I can guarantee you, and this is the lesson to be learned. And I know it sucks. It takes a big chunk of your pride away to have to submit to authority. And I'm trust me, I'm I, I'm a right leaning libertarian. I'm all about I don't like authority. I want personal, you know, I want freedom. Well, I want personal responsibility over anything else. You can't have freedom without personal responsibility. So it starts there. It's up to you to be responsible as a person. To not put yourself in situations where your likelihood of interacting with the police only go up. If your entire problem is with how the police deal with you, it's incumbent upon you to do everything in your power to have as little interactions with the police as possible. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Now, once the cops do show up, this is, this is also the lesson to be learned from this. Take your lumps, not physically... But take your legal lumps, go to jail if that is what it, the result is going to be, and fight. live to fight another day in the court. This is how our system is set up. It's not perfect, 
but it's the best fucking thing we got, and it's the one we got now. Now you're you can, talking. You're 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 trying to explain this. You're explaining it in a logical way. I believe that a lot of violent crime, especially against cops and things like that, they're not logical. Those people aren't logical enough to make the choice of, hey, I'll stand here, I'll take my lumps, and I'll, you know, I'll go to jail, whatever. They're, that whole fight or flight thing goes into effect. Sure. And it's probably a product of their environment, you know, mm-hmm. wh- where, whatever environment they grew up in. So I don't blame them uh, for their bad choices. But what I do blame them for is not owning up to their bad choices. That's my whole thing with especially violent criminals. Because there's violent criminals that welcome the cops to take them to jail. Here, take sure. me to jail. Yeah, I, I, you got I, me. Dude, yeah, you got me. I don't know. I don't know what the hell, you know. Uh, I've Today seen just happen. wasn't my day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and they go to jail and they do their time. And hopefully they don't do it again when they get out. But, you know, they probably will because they're learning all kinds of shit in jail or, or prison or whatever. So Because it's, it's not about a, rehabilitation. Right, right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not justifying anything. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying when you try to think logically, the only thing you can come up with is this person is illogical. They're, Very they're, true. These people are illogical. They're not, they don't. Uh, assess the consequences of the choice that they're about to make. Absolutely, and absolutely, and, and that goes into everything we're about to talk about. All everything that's a, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of bad choices lead, lead to bad outcomes. By for not all only the ones yes, involved, by yeah. not only the people themselves, but families of the people involved. Sure, yeah, because uh, your life it, is bigger than you. Exactly, it's a lot bigger than you. And, um, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And I I just wanted to get that in there, man, because it it is, it's all about choice. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to be transparent. Obviously, uh, we are, we are going to touch on stories because I don't see this going away. We are going to touch on stories where police interactions with the public are going to come up. And I think if anything, we're on a track to have more stories like that. So I just want to go and get this out of the way now, be upfront and honest and as transparent as I can. I come from a law enforcement family. Parents, dad, stepdad, mom, all of them, law enforcement, different ranges, different offices, different agencies, you name it. There's a level of law enforcement that I have family in or that I did. They're all retired. You know, they're not currently working uh, now. However, I grew up in a law enforcement household. I got a chance to see through their eyes what their lives were like and what they faced on a daily basis. Right. You know, this one guy, it's just him. He didn't want to go to jail. Right. That was all he had that day yes, to sure. worry about. Yes. These cops deal with 15 of right. hims every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah. And the differing uh, ranges and willingness that people are not willing to comply. Cops are still human. A lot of times when people are really upset at cops, they like to say, fuck you, you're just another human. And you know what? You're right on the second part. You could be right on the first part, depending on what they're doing. But everybody involved are humans. 
And with that being said, the police have just as much right to defend themselves as any other human, citizen, child, mother, whatever. You have the right to defend your own life. Now, in this instance, so I just wanted to be transparent. I might sound like I'm a bootlicker or I'm the thin blue line and all that, whatever. If you think that's a bad thing, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to give you my perspective based on uh, a, a side of the story that really gets left out and has been left out at least this year. Nobody's willing, and I brought this up a few episodes ago, to hear about the experiences on what it's like behind the badge right. and the amount of bullshit you got to put up with because everybody's entitled and we'll get there. So in this instance, when he opened that door, he unknowingly agreed to get shot because I can point out numerous videos and I'm sure that everybody listening has seen the videos, the dash cam videos over the past 30 years since dash cams have been a thing, right. body cams, those are starting to come out a lot more, sure. where they have a roadside situation, a scuffle on the highway. Guy gets up, walks around the front of his car. If his window's down, he'll just reach in, grab a gun. There's video. There's a yes. video that went viral of one yeah. guy yes. fighting with two cops, yeah. much in the same way that this thing went down. Gets up, goes around the front of his car, reaches down in the window, pulls out a gun, pops both of the cops. There's also been stories where guys have been running away, took their gun, pointed it over their shoulder, behind them, not looking, and kills both cops chasing them. So this whole, is, their lives weren't in danger, man. Like, they, they didn't have to shoot him, man. Why seven times, man? Well, you know why? Because they're fucking humans. And it's still up to the police officer to assess the situation and put a measure, you know, it, it's still up to their discretion if they think their lives are in danger. Now, the only difference is they are held back by training that I know we could say isn't good enough, but they they don't get the freedom of another person to act and then go, uh, he was he was going to kill me. He was going to kill me. They, they still have protocol. That's why they pulled out a taser first and not a fucking gun. They can't just, they're not going around just murdering people. That, that's, that's a myth, and I'm just going to put that out there. I don't give a shit if you agree or not. There's stats and numbers and all this other shit to back it up and video. But in this instance, the police have just the same right to defend themselves. And right. there is nothing that could... They don't know that. They don't know the intentions of the individual. I See, and I agree with you to, to a certain point. I think we'll all get comfortable with the fact that I'm always going to, at least sometimes... Take the side of the criminal? No, no. Let, let's say... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey, man. Hey, man, low blows are, are, are wide open yeah, on this yeah. show. Hey. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm always going to come from the devil's advocate side just sure. to see um, kind of where we line up. Now, I mean, me personally, I, I know that one of the first things I said to you is like, well, yeah, he had a right to defend himself. And before you jump in, got a few points to make. but. You know, why being shot seven times? That seems, you know, quite excessive. But if we leave that out in left field, I did, again, read another article. Um, and in this article, it was, uh, you know, a couple professors, and one of which was a detective. And something that he brought up that is, you know, kind of worthy of examination here is he was like, I get that they may have felt 
um, endangered in this situation. But he goes, two things. First, they only tased the guy once. They should have most likely attempted a second time to tase him. Second, staying at a distance where you see how the situation's unfolding instead of pursuing is a good option. Why? Because they already have his license plate number. If for any reason he gets in his vehicle and speeds away, they know how to find him. It's not going to be very difficult. Um, Beyond that, I mean, what we expect out of our police is not for them to be 100% perfect. However, we do uh, expect a better sense of judgment than the perpetrator that they're trying to pull over. Now, that in mind, um, you, you know, he was, sure, resisting arrest, but something else, they're shooting off seven rounds into a vehicle closed in and he had was it three children in the car yep and the chances of one of those bullets missing and ricocheting and hit hitting one of those kids in my opinion i'm sorry supersedes the safety of the police that's why i'll get to we'll give you that but that's why why follow him to his passenger side window instead of with guns out assessing the situation like i'm gonna pull the trigger if i see something rise up oh i, I please Go for it. okay Go for they it. already had their guns drawn yes. after the taser did not take effect yes they dude, had guns dude, drawn had guns on him yeah. they had guns drawn they were yelling commands his family or the people that were standing there were saying don't do it don't do yes. it they fucking knew it was going right. to happen sure. now granted you had if you saw the video you had innocent civilians in the grass off the road you had children yes in the car in the car yeah he goes around to the driver's side they're guns drawn yelling commands he's not wanting to hear it he goes around now you got a couple options he's going to get in that car and he's going to flee with children endangering children you can either let that happen and say well we'll get him later or he goes in and gets a gun reaches in and and you're going to have a shootout anyway And the chances of you getting hit only go up, hold on, and or he gets a gun, he's already a violent criminal, a violent felon with active warrants. Everybody knows this. What are you gonna let him decide what he's gonna do with the potential weapon? Is he going to turn it on the cops, turn it on or turn it on the people? Are you gonna get in a shootout where you gotta change your angle to where now all those innocent people are in the line of fire or somebody innocent in their home across the street. The reason why they shot him when they did is because it was point blank. Yes. The, yeah, the there odds was nowhere of, it could have went. There's yeah, no there was no, no other... The, 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 the bullets going somewhere other than the intended target was very, very low. Yes. Much lower than the risk it was to the children. The highest risk to those children were if Jacob got in that vehicle because he was already showing the police and the world... He was not willing to follow any level of instruction, guidance, guidelines. He he did this to himself. Now the the seven times. What? Okay, so what? What's a good number? One. Where do we stop? Three. <laughs> Is five too many? Hell, if it's seven rounds, they still had eight left. They could have emptied the clip. <laughs> it could always be more. Like so, I don't understand this. Why did they shoot him seven times? 
have you ever had to shoot anybody where you thought your life was immediately in jeopardy based on the target that you were shooting? Sure. I bet you those seven shots were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. When oops, the, when I saw the video of this, I immediately, immediately, this was to me, uh, just a justified situation. And, and and the reason 100%. I say that, and I don't say that often, you know that. Sure. Uh, I don't take the cop side very often, but in this situation, when I saw the video, when I saw him walking around his vehicle, the cops got their guns drawn on him. You know, you see that he's walking around with him the whole time. When he opens that door, that, that cop only has a split second to say, is he reaching for a gun? And is he going to turn around and start shooting me? Yeah. Or is he? And he doesn't even have to turn around. Right, right. He can just. Exactly. Right under the arm without even looking. Exactly. Because he knows your point blank as well. And so in that situation, um, I have to say it was, you know, uh, seven times. Nah, you know, that's that's like Jim said, you know, he he got caught up in the moment. He was like, stop this motherfucker. Uh, You're shooting shooting to end the threat. And the number is arbitrary. And it's. I think it's more of just a lost thing to even get stuck on, in in my honest opinion. Because one shot can kill. Yeah. So what difference does it make? And he's now if he called in five other units and they all come and unloaded their, you know, unloaded their clips into him, I'd be like, okay, guys, I think we're, I think we're going a little far. Well, and again, I do. The the other officer didn't come and. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyway, I don't. I don't want to get hung up on that. He's already got two million dollars in donations too, and the guys. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be paralyzed. Yes. I mean, I, uh, but his his rap album is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w- I want to point out at least though that I'm not in total. I'm not in defense of. No, uh, I know. Well, no, 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 and I'm not pointing it out to you so much as I'm pointing it out to everyone listening that this ish, and this is why I brought up previously that you need to be more selective about who you're going out there and uh, you know standing <laughs> up for. Especially rioting and destroying businesses and shit, which I would argue that you shouldn't do that regardless. But, uh, you know, choose your battles because this one is fucking stupid to stand up behind. Because the cops were very much more justified in this situation than most of the other ones. Most anyone's, yeah. Yeah. No, and I do want to say I do appreciate you playing devil's advocate because that's that's another aspect of this show. We're not experts. We're not claiming to be. I'm not a crime scene investigator. You know, yeah, my parents were cops. So I do have a little bit of a different uh, approach to these situations because I do see it from the not immediate, you know, oh, well, cops did something, therefore it's bad. But I do appreciate the playing devil's advocate so that we can actually have a conversation about this to the best of our ability. Well, Uh, look, this is the thing. If you're going to live in a country of laws... And you have law enforcement of those laws, mm-hmm. then if it, you You're you have, have to, people conflict. have to comply yeah. with the law. And if, and you, if don't, you don't, there's gonna be a little there, bit of friction. There's, there's either gonna be friction or you just take your lumps, just like you said. Yeah. So um, most people would take their lumps. Most people would, but that's a logical thing. <laughs> yeah. That's that again. We're getting back into logic and. And when we get back into logic, let's talk about what this situation caused. 
Okay, so to happen. Uh, yeah. So immediately, I believe it was that night. Yes, it was that night. That <laughs> night, without night, examination, night one. Yes. Literally, it took zero zero time. Zero time. They were like, "Say no more, fam." I heard the shots. Let's get to looting. Yep. And they immediately went and started burning up car dealerships. Yes. And just destroying cars. Yes. And burning local businesses. And it's like, hey, dipshits, what does that have to do with a fucking thing? Yes. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There's, and Arona, like you said, this is the stupidest situation to, to, really have a rally for in my opinion they don't give a flying fuck they're no longer about police reform they're no longer about racism they don't give a flying fuck about anything about just destroying shit and as all you got to do is just give them an inch and they will burn the next mile right they don't give two flying fucks so so immediately night one city goes up in flames well they're thugs you're dealing with thugs anyway Correct. I mean, it's 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 mob rule, you know. So, so immediately within less than twelve hours of this, city goes up in flames. We watched it. Yes. Hell, we even <laughs> mentioned not too long ago how I stopped watching woke because I was just like, I just can't. I just I'm done. But for whatever reason, this one, I was really curious to see how far they were going to take it. But with how stupid of the initial cause was. So then I start tuning in. Night two, Monday. Boom. Let's do it again, baby. We left some buildings out of our burn list. And I was just like, you got to be shitting me. And night two, all of a sudden, I saw, I started seeing some footage of people saying, I don't think we're going to let you burn everything down. And that was the first time I saw a little bit of resistance. Right. Now, it was peaceful resistance. Right. And it they, was. And they didn't have rifles. No, they did. They did. Oh, at the yeah. gas was station. Was that the second night? Oh, yeah. No, were, that was the third night. Nope. At the gas nope. station, I'll second night. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Second night, that Monday, you start to see some groups of, uh, well, just armed citizens that are standing in front of gas stations. Militia, they call them. Well, mainly, mainly because they already saw that they were apt to starting fires. One place, reason, logic, would have you believe would be a very bad thing to go up in flames is a fucking gas station. Very flammable, this gas. So <laughs> you start seeing footage of that, and they they go and interview some of these guys like, hey, so what's up? And one of the guys even comes out and says, hey, y'all go protest. Do your thing. You know, go down to the government building. Give them hell. Uh, fuck, you want to tear down that lamp pole? It's not what I would do, but hey, you do you. We're just not going to allow you to come destroy this business. That's all. You know, you, you have the rest of the city to do whatever you want. You're just not going to do that here. Right. And they got yelled at, oh, you're not with us, whatever. Right. And they're like, hey, man, we're all for police reform. You know, we're, we're independent freedom lovers. We want you to be as free as, as you choose to be. We're just not going to allow you to do this. That's also freedom. Right. And, you know, the, the business owners also need to be free to not fear that they're... Uh, that their business is going to go up in flames. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, I really haven't seen that so far in all these protests. Remember last week I even mentioned, we haven't really seen any resistance yet. And I'm kind of scared of what that's going to look like. And I I also said it's been building (laughs) and well, give it 90 plus days. And yeah, Yeah, you're damn right. I'm surprised it took that long. So when I first saw that, I was like, good for them. 
they're literally just standing there. They're doing the right thing. They're just they're just hanging back until. So I, I <laughs> again, I'm back on woke dot net, the woke YouTube page. I'm watching all the shit. Oh yeah. If, if I Every see night, a, man. if I see a feed that looks rather interesting, I'll go straight to the source and I'll watch it so I can get the full screen, all that good stuff, surround sound, you know, popcorn, whatnot. <laughs> and so third night, I'm watching it. This night seemed to be a little less peaceful on the protesters' side. And that's and that's hard to say after two nights of burning the city to the fucking ground that they're a little less peaceful. They seem to be a little more antagonistic towards these people that won't let them burn stuff down, which is the dumbest shit. Again, we're talking about very stupid people. And so this group just starts to hoard around these uh, militia members around this gas station talking shit to them and it's like hey buddy is it just is it just a lapse is there a segment of the human brain that just doesn't register hey that guy's got a gun maybe i shouldn't go fuck with him because early on in the night they're just straight up talking mad shit to these guys and they're just standing there they're just standing their ground and they're just like look dude why we're standing here you can be anywhere else in this city why are you standing here fucking with me like just go get the fuck out of here let me quote our conversation while this was happening do it this this is this is tech this is me texting jim (laughs) at the time this was happening right on i said did you see the guys walking around with the assault rifles jim says yep at the gas station i say yeah somebody's gonna die tonight Those are my exact words. Yeah. Oh, shit. What did I say? Jim says, probably, it seems to be getting aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, that was a live, that was a live play-by-play of what was going down that night. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mentioned last week, you know, what if there was a response from the opposition? And I said, it wouldn't be without violence. Yes. And that was just a, a known thing. Yeah. Well, but there's something to be said for the fact that the response was from a 17-year-old who should not have been in possession of the weapon that he had. Well, we'll get we'll get there. You're jumping ahead just a touch. Uh, We'll we'll try. Oh, I'm building up because we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna sit on this. There's a lot of shit. I'm sorry. I've been told I come too soon. Regardless, so (laughs) zing. So so they're talking shit. They're antagonizing the people with the guns. One of them even said, "Shoot me, shoot me." In word. Come on. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. If you gave me a list of like 57 things to say to a person with a gun <laughs> and one of them was nothing or one of or the other one was shoot me, right. shoot me inward, shoot me, yeah. I would go with the first one, nothing. And Absol- he's not, and he's not just nothing. saying shoot me. No. He's saying shoot me inward. Yeah. And this shoot boy. Shoot me inward. Yeah. And this dude is a white, white dude. Guy. Why does the with driven a- snow? Big old black dude standing right beside him. Yeah, and we'll get yeah. we'll we'll come back to him in a minute yes. as well. He plays <laughs> he comes in for part two. Yeah, he does. So to me, that's when I said, Yeah, it looks like it's getting a little aggressive. Seems like the dum-dums are out and they're, you know, they're <laughs> ugh, fucking idiots. <laughs> so so I'm watching the stream for probably another 30 minutes after you and I get done texting back and forth, being all prognostical and whatnot. And I'm watching this guy, Reg Incognito. He's a notorious streamer. He was actually the one down here in Atlanta yeah. when that girl got hit down at the BP right. down near the Wendy's. Yep. And he's the guy who was filming it where the bullet literally whizzed right by his head. Right. Yep. So, so anyway, same guy watching him. He's across the street from this auto sales place. 
And all of a sudden, out of the right side of the the field of view, you just see this guy running. With his rifle. Now, yep. the only thing about this situation that I'm not certain of, and which will likely come out later, but so far, I don't think anybody's certain of, is what caused him to start running away from these right. people. That's the only part right. of the story no one knows. And then the one guy threw the white bag at him. So yeah, he's yeah. running towards the corner of this building. <laughs> right. He's being chased. Somebody throws a bag at him. Yeah. It has some shit in it. Some people who said it was a Molotov cocktail. Right. No, it fucking wasn't. Somebody else further down the road shoots a shot. You yes. can see the muzzle flash. Yes. Shoots it up in the air. Yes. This 17-year-old kid who we're about to talk about doesn't know that. He's in between cars. He can't see it. He hears that. He just turns around. There's a guy right on his ass. It's the shoot me inward, dude. Now he's got the shirt tied around his head trying to you know, be all incognito. And so he turns around, boom, pops him right in the, right in the dome, fires a couple shots, goes around the car, comes right. back to assess, right. sees he's down, yeah, immediately it. pulls out his phone, yep. assume he calls the cops. The kid was there with a met. He, he was, uh, his name is, okay, let's just go ahead and get to it. He's 17-year-old yes. Kyle Rittenhouse. Everybody is probably aware of this by now. Yeah. He is... He he was a uh, he was a like junior firefighter. He was also a junior police officer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, junior. He, he was part. He was in, he was leading up to be in the academy. Uh, he also had paramedic training. He was there with his med bag. He was filmed earlier in the night trying to render aid to people who needed medical assistance, right. even after he got pepper sprayed. So nobody knows what kicked this thing off. He ends up shooting this dude. Got him in the head. Dude dies basically right there. The crowd then sees him, obviously. He's standing in the middle of a parking lot right. with a light on him with a rifle. Right. And everybody starts going, he shot him, so, he yeah. shot him. So I don't know if he finished his call. I don't know who he called. I imagine it was 911. But he has to start running away. He has to flee the scene because now the mob is after him. He continues running down the road of probably a few blocks. And as he's running down, people are running up, trying to swing at him, throw shit at him. He trips and falls. As soon as he falls, everybody says, get his ass. Yeah. And they try to jump him. Dude with a skateboard, wax him in the head. Yeah, so mm -hmm. in the end, let's just go ahead and get to the chase. We don't need a play-by-play because -play videos do that so much better than my words. Um, so he ended up shooting three people that night. Two out of those three died. The first guy, the shoot-me dude, was Joseph Rosenbaum. He was 36. He died from a head wound. Uh, the second guy, skateboard man, skater die. His name was Anthony Huber. He was only 26. And then the third guy who was shot... Oh, yeah. Uh, so the first two uh, did die from their injuries. The third guy, Gage Grosskreutz. I don't know if that's correct. Don't care. Uh, he, was, he was dressed as a medic. And when this is the last guy to get shot. Right. So Kyle is on the ground. He had just shot the guy that had a skateboard... Mr. Uh, Huber. Huber goes down. He gets a shot to the chest. Right. He dies almost right. immediately. Yeah. He, you can see in the video, he, he has to negotiate a jam. He's got a jam and his gun. While that's happening, at first, this gauge guy is walking up to him. He has a gun. He has a Glock in his hand. He's coming up to shoot him. He sees that he has the gun kind of pointed in his direction he puts his hands up, fakes like he's not going to attack. So then Kyle then goes to clear the uh, the the jam bullet, and as soon as he has to goes to clear it, he moves in to engage. He was the gun. If you look at the yeah, no, the stills, he's going yeah. to 
to plonk him. Yeah, the gun is, yeah. It's, as soon as he gets there. it cleared, he just pops off a shot, no aim, point blank, and he hits the inside of his forearm and his bicep yeah, and just blows it, blows it to smithereens. I mean, you're talking about a rifle round, oh, point yeah, blank, was, yeah, on was, very that, soft flesh. That was flesh. a nasty wound, dude. I was, and I saw it live. Very when gross. When they ran up on it, dude, that was, oh. Yeah. Oh. I can't watch that shit. That shit was <laughs> insane. And and watching this shit pop off in real time, I, like I said, I said this in another podcast, I don't know what it's doing to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what this is doing to me, but I'm sure it's doing something to me. Yeah. I, I'm positive because... It's just night after night after See, night. It does. I think we're ninety four now it, tonight, it, Dave, and that's why I, think I can't it's do it. Ninety two tonight. That's why I can't do it. That's why I cannot sit in front of the TV. I can take in uh, only so long, but I, I guarantee you, if I was sitting over here with y'all and I saw it pop off like that, I'd probably leave the room because I just my sensibility cannot handle that kind of carnage. It's, it's, and I don't want to. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I can't I, get my wife to watch any of I it. Watch you know, it, I mean, I watch it because this is fucking happening, and sure. it's not just in one place. Yes, and it's not like we're free from it happening here. So I much rather feel all those uneasy feelings from the comfort of my home than to witness it for real <laughs> and freeze sure. the fuck up. Yes, because I mean, two people. We're not prepared that night, and they're dead. Actually, three people. One guy tried to be prepared, but he's still... I mean, he, his arm is mangled. I don't want to be those... Now, I will never engage with somebody with a gun, especially a fucking AR, when I don't have nothing better than a skateboard. Fucking idiot. Yeah, that was... that was th now, 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 now we're getting to logic and choice again. Again, yeah. bad decisions yes. lead to bad outcomes That's, for everyone and, involved. And... and to me, this whole situation, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's mom and dad. How the hell, yeah, Kyle? Look, look, this is, this is going to be my point throughout this whole shit. No matter how long this shit goes, if you show up to a protest with an AR, shit is going to happen. Yeah. The more people that show up with the more ARs, the more shit is bound to happen. Yep. So if you're if you're gonna do that, uh, that's a really bad choice. That's a bad choice. Can, you, can I can I play devil's advocate but, real quick? Yeah, go sure. ahead. Go ahead. At some point, isn't it necessary to just let's just get to the bad shit and let's we'll see. Let's actually you, show a little repercussions to people's actions and, and maybe stop this. But if you but if that happens, see that you're talking about civil war. I mean, yeah, that's basically what you're talking I'm about. I'm saying Look, answering the call to the fight they want, yes, and they're not going to yes, stop until but, they get it. But and when they get that fight, it's no good for anybody. I agree. Look, that 17 year old kid. That he, he has to live the mm -hmm. rest of his life knowing he took out two people. Correct. Now, on a 17-year-old mind, I don't know what that'll do to him, you know? Yeah. I don't know what that'll do to him. But all the way around, all the way around the choices, the choice of a mother letting a 17-year-old kid with an AR mm -hmm. go to a fucking protest. Yeah. Dumb fucking choice. Yeah. Dumb decision. Yeah, not wise. Stupid, not wise. Stupid decision. She must really uh, not choice, like her son. Yeah. <laughs> the, the choice of a skateboarder. Run up to a dude with an AR. Crack him in the head. 
Not a good decision. And then he tried to grab it. the muzzle. Not a good decision. Yeah. Here's a, here's a little and pro tip for all you gun grabbers out there. Never grab it by the muzzle. Yeah, don't. Because you know it. what? You know what you're doing right yeah. then? You're di- you're 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 directing <laughs> your death shot. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah. at you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, a bad choice. Um, the guy running up with the Glock. Uh, he hesitated. That, he's a big that's old his bitch. only. That's his only thing. If it if it would have been the other way around, there'd be a seventeen year old dead kid on the ground. Yeah. Correct. And he even an said. AR. He even said, "There's, there's. I've got him. I got the receipts here in my phone." When he was in the hospital, his buddy went to go visit him, and his buddy posted an update. And he said, uh, "Some people were talking shit to the guy who went to go visit him, and uh, you know, talking shit about, hey, your your buddy's arm is spaghetti noodles now." Woo. And he was like, "Whatever, dude. The only regret that my friends had, or that my friend has, that he told me himself is that he didn't shoot the guy and kill him first. Right. So this guy, you know, fuck him too. Yeah. He's no angel. But that's what I'm saying. Uh, he would have been just as justified as the kid." No. You know, well, because no. the kids just shot somebody with an AR. The guy's running up with a gun. If the kid has got the gun aimed anywhere in his direction, he'd have been just as justified no, to shoot the kid. Absolutely not. Well, cannot, why not? I now cannot, tell me why. Tell be, me why. Explain be, that one. Because he's sitting on the ground with an AR. Shooting people who are engaging him. Right. He's not. Sh- he ran for however many blocks down the road, not shooting a soul. Right. He was not there. To just start, and he could have shot at anybody right. in that area and claimed I was fearing for my life, well, and he would have been justified. The fact that he wasn't doing that, the guy just with a gun. Well, that's what I'm saying. The guy with the gun, would he have pulled it out if the kid hadn't have shot the guy? You know, that's my point. That's my point in all of this. Yeah. The guy with the gun, he could have been just following him just to make sure. Here, hey, here, here's what I say. He wouldn't be just you know? as justified. He can make the argument. But the thing is, is once it gets to that point, an argument can be made that everybody in that area was justified, justified in defending their own right. Right. Now, the majority of people decided to get the fuck out of that area and put as much distance between them and the shooter as possible, which is the smart thing to do. If you are going to close range with an quote unquote active shooter and you have a gun, if you don't use it. You're fucking retarded. Yes, yes. And well, you can claim self-defense, but you definitely got to claim a bit of fucking stupidity. And I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the point though. I mean, I, I don't support. Uh, I, I feel bad with all that you, you know, uh, went over, Doug, with, uh, you know, his future, what he yeah. was building up to be. That sucks. I mean, the fact that his life is, you know, for all intents and purposes probably ruined at this point potentially but, well yeah no and i hear you but there is one point of this that has to be made if you are on the side of it where you are the vigilante chances are things aren't going to turn out very well for you i'm not saying and i'm not standing on the side of protesters uh i'm well, actually i'll always be on side of protesters if they're peaceful but as soon as you start damaging property and then also worse, causing violence, I'm certainly always against you. However, if you are on the side of this where you are the vigilante, then chances are you're going to be in trouble. I think we got to I think we got to 
kind of look closely at that vigilante term. I don't know many vigilantes that run away from the people that they end up having to shoot. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I, I think the kid, he did the right thing uh, for the everything that happened to him. I'm sure when he made the call, when he shot the first guy, I'm sure when he made the call, the cops were telling him, okay, just walk towards us. Yeah, get the fuck and, out of there. Yeah, just walk towards, and they probably told him which way to walk. Yeah, you well, know, well, everybody to, knew where to the get cops. To, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They probably told him on the phone. All right, just if do you got this. that far. Yeah. yeah, just do this. Okay, so and the cops already knew who he was. Hell, they were giving him water and shit. They yeah. were all giving him water and telling him thank you for being here and yeah. all this. So he was already one of the team. He was already that kid was already one of the the team yeah. of the of the police. Yeah. So trying to uphold yeah right. somewhat uh, order. And so so everything he did. He did the right thing. When he shot the guy, he immediately made the phone call. Hey, I just shot this dude. I think he's dead. What do I do? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tell him what to do. And he walks down the street and people start following him and people start chasing him and he falls down. And then all this other shit happens. This whole situation is just fucking dumb as it comes. Um, should never have happened. Should not be people with fucking rifles walking around at protests. That shit. Let the cops handle it, man. No. And if the cops can't handle it, and if the or if the cops won't handle it, let, let it happen. Let they, it happen. They can't handle it. And at some point, and this is the side that I do feel strongly on. At some point, and this is the big bad, you know, elephant in the room that. Uh, people are terrified of it actually happening. This oh, is why I mentioned it last week. The silent majority, dude. At some That's- point. American citizens will begin to stand up and defend property. Right. And and there and there's nothing wrong with that, but this is the thing. And our the sheriff in Wisconsin uh said this. Uh they were talking about deputizing people. Yeah. They were and asking him about deputizing people and he was like, "Oh hell no." He said last night is a reason why you don't deputize people. Exactly. And and he's absolutely right. They have no training. Yeah. They have uh, all they got is their little militia groups that they go out with on the weekends and shoot ARs. And if you've got a group of military dudes and they know all about crowd control, look, I will say this about DC. That was the fucking greatest police control of a crowd I have ever seen. And I want to get I've to that. Ever seen. I want to get to that, that was, in a minute. Nobody got killed. Nobody got hurt. Not one drop of tear gas. But a lot of pepper spray. But, uh, I mean... There's ways to handle it Yes, and, when and, you have the and resources. I give these, yes, the resources. Man, the co- oh my God, the cops there. Now, Kenosha All right. and D.C. Are two different. Very completely. different. Yes. Yeah. So, my whole my whole point in all this, and, and there's still a few more details I want to cover, and then we'll, we'll end this, because I understand a lot of people have been exposed to this story. They already know, and they already have their own thing. One thing right off the top. And it goes back to what we were talking about with the initial shooting of Jacob Blake. This doesn't happen at all if people in the beginning don't react like stupid fucking idiots. Yeah. And don't go start burning shit down. Here's the thing. And again, y- you can criticize police for their actions, but we didn't just stumble into a, a bad situation. There were steps that got us there. And you can't just immediately go, this 17-year-old's a monster. How about 
instead of just being reactionary to something sensational, we say, how the fuck did we get here? Oh, yeah. How about we stop doing that shit so this whole thing doesn't go into motion? Now, if we're not willing to do that, and we as in people that are going to go out and burn shit, if that is the course of action you take, I don't feel any sympathy if you're out there breaking the law, destroying private property, setting buildings on fire, smashing in windows, pulling down lampposts, and acting a fucking fool. There's no society that I want to be a, a part of that has that as something that's acceptable. So eventually, and this is the first real sign of resistance. I can't believe it took a 17-year-old to do it to actually show what resistance is, can do. Is. And how bad it looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. how... how and, and I mean, just think about it, man. On a large scale, man. Yeah. Dude, One 17-year-old took out two... You know, a 26-year-old, a 36-year-old, and gravely wounded a 26-year-old. Right. One guy. Yeah. One guy in a yeah. group of however many that were going after him, attacking him, chasing him, all that shit. Now, real quick, a detail that seems to be bothering a lot of people is Kyle was is not a Wisconsin resident. You know, he a is lot an of, Illinois resident. A lot of people are getting hung up that he's 17. There, because he couldn't buy the rifle, therefore he sh he couldn't legally carry it. That's bullshit. They're also saying because he lived in a different state, crossing state lines, I'm not going to get into the legality of that. Um, the point is, he lives in Antioch, Illinois. Kenosha, Wisconsin is 21 miles from Antioch. That's about the same distance as we are to the Georgia Aquarium. Right. Yeah. So the state line in that case pretty arbitrary hell where i went this past weekend for a little rafting trip there was a little town that we stopped in to get some uh, growlers of beer and be all hipster and shit we parked in one parking lot on one side of the road we walked across the road there was a line we were parked in a different state yeah than the beer store was yeah. good job by the way for allowing people to triangulate our location but <laughs> continue <laughs> hey there's a lot of people in that 20 and plus i actually I'm not going to give us away, but that's an inaccurate <laughs> distance. It's eyeballing, right? <laughs> okay, but but uh, but, uh, but anyway, so so reactionaries never concede. Remember that that yeah. is yeah. If you have a uh, a reaction to something, to me, the word just the word alone, reaction is instant. Yeah, when you react, it's instant. It's action. Yes, and so when that ha when you're doing reacting in an instant. Um, you're completely going off of instincts. Yeah. That's why I say reactionaries will never concede that because they won't, they won't give in to anything that's going on around them. They act strictly on instinct. So given that he was in survival mode, yes, he did what exactly. he did. And once the threat, once the threats were nowhere to be found, he, he left. Right. Well, to be in the spirit of that, I mean, you brought up the video last week, Jim, about the individual um, that's uh, that was talking to, I guess it was California. Uh, they were in a meeting. Yeah, city he, council in so, California. It's yeah. up on our Instagram at ignore the rant underscore podcast on IG. <laughs> that one? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice plug. Um, either way, I mean, and I'm going to quote this guy. I actually went back and kind of... Uh, took down some of what he said and this is very apropos to what you're saying about the other side's gonna respond and this guy says we're being peaceful and you better be happy that we're good citizens we're good citizens we're peaceful citizens 
but it's not going to be peaceful much longer, okay? This isn't a threat. I'm not a criminal. I've never been a criminal, but I'm telling you, good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. We're building. It's We're already, it's already there. And we'll work with law enforcement or without law enforcement. But you won't stop us when the time comes because our families are starving, which is a different issue. But it's it's all kind of together at this point. Yeah. No. And that I'm telling you, even before I saw that video a week ago, it this has been going on for months in my mind and in probably millions of Americans' minds. It's like... If they don't stop this bullshit, you're going to have some really, really bad things happen in this country. Far worse than the 30 plus people that have already died in the, well, actually now 32, that have died in these riots. Now, first of all, real quick, ask yourself this. Everyone that wants to just immediately go after this kid as some vigilante white supremacist murder. By the way, everybody he shot was white, so fuck your white supremacy argument. Morons out there saying that. <laughs> um, but ask yourself this: Why do we know this shooter's name and this person who killed two people, but nobody can name a single other name of anyone else that's killed the thirty other people during these riots? Now, why is that? Why is that? And I don't need an answer. It, it's totally rhetor- rhetorical. Like sure. you know the answer. Sure. Because it came from the other side. Because it didn't happen within the riots or within the protests, whatever you want to call it. So this is going to continue to happen as long as there is this unrest out there. And I'll end with this. You know, Kyle, he was arrested. He, uh, I don't know if he's still currently in jail, but he was arrested back home in Antioch in Illinois. The next day. The next day. And I think, uh, uh, now, uh, this is just me guessing again. Mm-hmm. I think they let him go home. That night, and they told him, you're going to be charged. Get your affairs in order. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. I think that that's what happened. Uh, Now, do I know that? No, I don't know that. But I know the kid was buddies with all the cops. Yeah. So I know he's probably going to get treated a lot different than, than not being buddies with all the cops. So... Everybody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about, well, they let him go home and they let him do this. And yes, he probably did get that courtesy. He probably did. I don't doubt that. Well, that's totally a guess. Because, because you're, you're, you're going for, in two different states. You're right there. Just like you said, you yeah. know, I mean, I know the line don't mean shit, but it does. Because you're, you know. Legally you, speaking, it does. He has to be yeah. extradited uh, officially, you know, from But, but here's the thing. thing. That's the closest town to where he lives. Right. So that's where he does his shopping. Yeah. Some people are saying he worked in Kenosha. I'm, I'm sure and he so, did. So for everybody going, why did he leave? Why did he go from a different state to go protect buildings he has no yeah. association yeah. with? We don't know all that yet. Right. And we don't know how the cops treated him. Right. We do know he tried to turn himself into the police there on site. Right. And obviously they're like, sorry, kid, riot going on. Right. Get the fuck out of yes. here. They, they, they don't know everything that's going on. Right. And also in the video, there's multiple other gunshots. There's gunfights going on all around this area. So they don't, nobody can make sense of what's going on at all this time. So it's not like the cops are like, hey, that's our homeboy. Hey, split. We'll talk later. Right. No, they don't fucking know what's yeah, going on. But, well, yeah, well, now, yeah, I'm not, he, he, I don't know that. 
<laughs> if I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that he went back home that night. Oh, yes, he did. And so you That's can't arrest him where he's not. So they went and arrested him at his home. He did go back home. Yeah. And and I th- think that's what they told him to do. Go home, kid. We'll deal with this Probably tomorrow. just said, hey, get the fuck out of here. There's yeah. a riot going yeah. on. We'll deal with this. If you want to call that a courtesy tomorrow. of the police, yeah, that's, that's all they, you. That's probably what. Dude, look, this is all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'll say this. If that would have been a black dude on the other side with an AR, do you think it would have went down the way it went down? I'm just asking the question. I don't know if they would have attacked him. I don't think it would have gotten to that point. No, but what if he had shot somebody on the other side? I think the and cops would have still same said, hey, get the happened. fuck out of here. We and got he was, d- and he was shot. And he was coming up to the cops, and and that same shit happened. He was down on the ground, and he was shooting, yeah. and the cops saw that. Well, yeah. If but that would require it, a different... They had to be able to... They weren't that far away from that kid. They dude. were driving up to the no, scene. No, no, dude. These, I've watched the video a thousand Me fucking too. times. We've seen Is the same that, Those trucks, those big armored fucking trucks yeah. are sitting right... They, they had to be able to see you're, him you're, on the ground. You're assuming what they can see and what can't uh, see. Uh, maybe, yeah, I get, maybe I am, but, but I mean, also, it's not that far away. There's also the difference between... Uh, at this point, they are observers of an action at which they and would they have had to, to hear the well, gunshots. Sure, at which they would have to act. They're hearing all talk- the gunshots. Yeah, but, but what you're talking about is a situation where they're being acted upon. So those would very much have different uh, connotations just and reaction. Well, no, I hear you. I'm just and asking. It's valid, but I'm I'm just saying you're dealing with two totally different situations. In that, I understand it being rhetorical. And I, I, I agree with you as far as the reaction would be different. It's just very much, it's hard to compare I know, those I know, two. I know other instances where there were black people that mm-hmm. shot and killed people on camera in a riot, and yeah. they didn't get arrested for days. So, yeah, I do think it would have been the same. No, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I do. I do. It was just well, a question. No, I know. No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm not getting on you, Doug. I'm only talking like this. I'm not getting on you. I promise. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay. Sorry, everybody's ears. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. So anyway, last Do thing. Do you want to hear the most I'm, annoying I'm, sound in the world? No, I'm not going to go there. The <laughs> most annoying sound is trying to end a story. Yeah. Ah, so very yeah. end. Yes, he was arrested. Who gives a shit where? Doesn't matter. Uh, they did push back his arraignment for a month because initially he just has a public defender. Right. Now, Nick Sandman. Yes. Now, this is a nice bridge to yeah, the RNC. Yeah, yes. Nick Salmon, if you don't remember who who that lucky sap is, uh, he's the Covington Catholic kid, the guy who wore a MAGA hat and who smiled at a Native American and was uh, just absolutely just dragged over the coals by the media. His attorneys, who did win him a $250 million lawsuit against said media, um, came out and said that he would like, he's not a defense attorney, a criminal defense attorney, but he would love the opportunity to be able to put together a legal defense team for free. Kyle for free, free. For, for bono pro bono, pro bono. yeah <laughs> words letters things so and why did he do that? Well, for a couple of reasons because the first they one, shut down the GoFundMe account. Well, yes, <laughs> That's, so they so have, Jacob Blake has a GoFundMe account yes. with what over a hundred thousand dollars in it now. Oh, I think it's. Well, well it was uh, it was over a hundred thousand when they shut it down. No, 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 Jacob Blake. Oh, Jacob Blake. I'm sorry, he's got a GoFundMe of like right. two mil. Yeah, two mil. Yeah, over his two is mil. Still, his is still up. 
Yeah. Kyle's cow got shut down. Yeah. Because, you know, a little over a hundred grand was in it and, yeah. and and they shut it down. They took away his money. And so then this attorney stepped up and he said, and he said, fuck that. I will represent you for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and, and even knowing he's like, I'm not the guy for it, but, and he put a call to action out on Twitter to all defense attorneys out there. If they wanted to come on board, right. This kid's going to get the best legal defense team in America. Oh, yeah. He's going to get off. It's going to be the dream team. He's going to fucking it's, get off. Just like OJ. If you know, the glove be... does not fit, you must acquit. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> if the gun is not in your grip, <laughs> you get split. <laughs> yeah. That's... Anyway, so... If the gun is pointing at your shit, you must acquit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're not 17 years or older, aim for the shoulder. <laughs> um, there's going to be all kind. Like, this is going to be a story that continues. So his arraignment won't be for another month. Uh, whether or not he's bailed out, I don't know. But uh, so that's, that's, that's my piece on all this. I'll hand it out to anybody else that wants to put a ribbon well, on I was, I was actually going to, uh, before we head into the you know, deep woods that are going to be the RNC. Um, I did want to bring up a short little thing about New York. Apparently, like California, it's on its way out. Everyone there is pretty much saying this place is dying. The, um, you know, one of the more famous uh, locations is the Time Life skyscraper there. And um, an article I read said, at this current moment, uh, you know, it can hold about 8,000 workers. At this point, only 500 people are there. Yeah. Everyone oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Trump Tower. Trump Tower is the same way. Yeah. It's so almost you're saying empty. The, the vacancy light is on. Yeah. Trump Tower is almost empty. I yeah. mean, that I saw, a, I saw an article about that. It, look, you can't, in these major states, you can't tax people the way you tax them. Um, and expect them to stay and take it. That is the dude, when you add up, when you add up the state city and federal tax of living in New York city, it's you like expect something 60, in return. It's 61% of your income. Yeah. Well, 61%. That's a, that's a lot, dude. Agreed. And I mean, the, the, the part of this though, I mean, it's not just coming from one side. We're not talking just about the uh you know uh white collar individuals because it's a domino effect yeah yeah that's how expensive it is to live there sure but i mean from the white collar standpoint we're talking about an issue where they're like no we're you know we don't have to work down there right so why should we we can telephone it in so many people are um you know it's a mass exodus just like california unfortunately for many of the blue collar and poorer communities, um, these are individuals that might not be able to um, exit the state. You know, uh, they don't have the resources to do so. So, I mean, you're talking about a situation here where it's going to become fairly dire fairly quick. Now, something interesting, and I, I know I've probably been doing the lion's share of reading just uh, random shit. But I, I did want to make this uh, quick little read-through of a post this guy referenced on his article. Maybe I can post this link as well. But um, this one individual says, In the last week, I watched a homeless person lose his mind and start attacking random pedestrians, including spitting on, throwing stuff at, and swatting. 
I've seen several single parents with a child asking for money for food. And then when someone gave them food, tossed the food right back at them. I watched a man yell racist slurs at every single race of people while charging, then stopping before going too far. And worse, I've been living in New York City for about 10 years. It has definitely gotten worse, and there is no end in sight. My favorite park is Madison Square Park. About a month ago, a 19-year-old girl was shot and killed across the street. I don't think I have an answer, but I, I do think it's clear it's time to move out of New York City. I'm not the only one who feels this way either. In my building alone, the rent has plummeted almost 3%. More people are moving away than ever before. So it's not goodbye yet, but a lifelong New Yorker is definitely thinking about it. Now, and I brought up this graphic to you, Jim, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, maybe, Doug, you can take a gander. Um, but Atlanta it, is definitely at the top of the list as far as mass exodus cities. And if it wasn't for the entertainment industry honing in on this place already, if that wasn't a big driving force bet- b- behind uh, California, I think you know, the 12 lanes of, you know, on the freeway. Oh, yeah, they're going to have to increase. I'm surprised to see the Bay Area down there. Yeah, Yeah, that one I don't, that one I just don't think is going to stick. No, I don't think the Bay Area one's going to. But, I mean, these are people who, I mean, I can, I can understand, though, when you're talking about people with a very big billfold that they're like, oh, you mean I can move out to a place where everyone's moving away from that way, the premium that was on beachfront property yeah. is probably not going to be so premium right, anymore. Right. Well, and it stands to reason because if you think about it, you know, uh, two totally different reasons. But back in 06, when Katrina hit uh, New Orleans, there was a mass exodus, obviously, out, in, out, out of New Orleans. And a lot of people didn't go back. And they went to one of two places, either Houston, Houston or, or Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And... Yep. That's why anytime pre-COVID, when the Falcons used to play the Saints at home, it would be overrun by those goddamn hoodats. And uh, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> fuck you, Katrina. And I guess I can say wholeheartedly, fuck you, COVID. Because not only are we inundated with Chicagoans every time the Cubs are in town to play my beloved Braves, but now we're going to have Giants and Jets fans here. Ugh. And Laura came through. Turned yeah. into a Cat 4 very quickly. Yeah, I got a little yes. frisky down there in the went Gulf. From, uh, I know the feeling. Went from a 1 to a 4 in basically a day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was exciting. She was talking, she was talking one she hell was of a coming game. In. Now, she hit Lake Charles. Lake Charles not very not a very populated area, and, and people got Are out of there. Are you let down, Doug? No, no, no. No, no I'm not let down. I'm uh, just I do saying. hear the Eeyore I'm just saying. In. I'm hear, just saying that oh, it's, it's not as catastrophic it's, now. It's, it's, not a, it's not a populated area, so that's a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> and not only that, but people actually paid attention and got the fuck out. Yeah. That made yeah. a huge difference in, this, in mem- this hurricane. The memory of Katrina does linger. Yes, it does, especially down there. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you know to, uh, the death toll. It was up to six. I'm sure it'll go up from yeah. there. But uh, as yeah, way, way, way less way. devastation than what could have happened. You know how so, I, you know well, how good, I knew good for that. Good on you. Yeah, you know how I knew that it 
wasn't the big thing that it looked like it could have easily been was I, I almost had to remember to go check on it to be like oh how far it, it was already it was already in arkansas before i was yeah. like how are we doing down there i sat here and watched it hit I actually <laughs> sent you I, I was sending you text messages when it was happening i know it's the middle of the night and you're asleep but hey you wake up in the morning and say hey a hurricane hit yeah so by the time i woke up yeah, it was already it was in arkansas, arkansas and yeah. i was like I think something happened last night. <laughs> yeah, Lake Charles got hammered, dude. It yeah. did. I, I was watching the, uh, I watched the video until the video could no longer be watched. Yeah. <laughs> it all went away. Yeah, everything went away. Cell service, everything. <laughs> they couldn't make cell calls. It was, it was wild. Yeah, but, I get a text message from you at four freaking a.m. I'm just like, dude, what is going on? Why are you not <laughs> hurricane? Hurricane watching, man. <laughs> the hurricane's hitting. Hey, I'll, man, stay all, I'll stay up all night for a hurricane. <laughs> I will. So yeah, hurricanes, riots, all that shit. And now I've been seeing a lot more pro-Trump protests slash rallies. Uh, the peaceful kind, not the 17, you know, not the AR <laughs> donned running through cities, uh, you know, doing a uh, reenactment of falling down. <laughs> but I got to say... Now that I've seen how both sides protest, I've come to uh, my final conclusion on this whole protesting thing. And that is that protesters are gay. I, I seriously think they're mildly retarded and they're the worst of worst type of any group. Um, I don't care how valid your reasons are. I think that if you're going to take to the streets and go inconvenience a bunch of people, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that was kind of capped off. Uh, well, not capped off, but while I was seeing these pro-Trump protests and rallies, uh, all of a sudden I noticed Lake Lanier started trending on Twitter out of nowhere this week. And I was like, ah, shit. Who the fuck went for a scuba dive without their gear? And um, and it was trending for a reason I would have never guessed. Ever. And apparently the popular thing now in this post-COVID world is if you have a boat, Call all your other boat-owning buddies, especially if you're all Trumpsters. Just just put Trump regalia all over your boat and call it a parade. A boat rally. Yeah, a little boat yeah, rally. They, they started down in Florida, man. That was They, they had, over, I think it was over 1,100 boats they had down there. Well, we might get, uh, we're going to be into four figures, but uh, word on the street is local WSB-TV tweeted out earlier this week that uh, 1,000 plus people have RSVP'd for a pro-Trump boat rally at Lake Lanier. Yeah. The big one down in Florida, there was supposedly over 10,000 boats in that one. Oh, well, we can't compete with Florida. They got a lot more water. Yeah. The one they started, though, it was like 1,100 boats, and then, boom, all of a sudden they had to have the the big Florida blowout one. So, well, on the land of Florida, man. Yeah. Well, Florida. I mean, Florida's going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. now, when, now, when Georgia tries to Georgia, we go to Lake Lanier. Yeah. And when that happens, the reason why Lake Lanier was trending was because of all the replies to the story and how absolutely fucking evil some people can be. And this, uh, this exists in all facets of American life these days, especially when you're talking about social media. But the majority of people were calling for the, quote, Lake, do your thing, quote, talking about. I hope that they all drown. Every, I, I think I scrolled through probably 200 different tags of Lake Lanier, hoping that, come on, Lake Lanier, don't let us down. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, man. Lake That's, Lanier, you do you. Yeah. And kill some people. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, just Jesus. So that that was uh, you know that was a little brick in that wall, but really it was capped off. This whole me just I I'm over all pro pro Trump against Trump, pro cop anti cop. Hey, if everybody just stops fucking protesting, uh, I don't know, people can go at least try to go back to work, not have to worry about other dumb people doing dumb shit. And really, this was capped off. It was just encapsulated all in one eight minute clip where Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky and his wife Kelly were trying to leave the RNC and get to their hotel, which was just across the street from the venue. And Rand even came out and said, hey, it was a mistake for me to say we can just walk across the street. But they were they had to yeah. be escorted by a horde of D.C. police. On bicycles. Some with bikes, some not. Yeah. And the crowd still didn't give a flying fuck. They were yelling and chanting... Uh, they were demanding that Rand say Black Lives Matter yeah. and lift his wrist. Now, we saw some other videos earlier in the week where people get, were getting straight up fucking just ransacked, like just done in on by groups of people saying, raise your fist to people on patios eating yeah, their fucking right. dinner. Eating dinner yeah. So the D.C. crowd, not, not so welcoming. Um, but they were surrounding Rand and his wife, demanding that they acknowledge Black Lives Matter. And he did not, because fuck you. Rand's never going to give in to the mob. No. no. He didn't say anything. Didn't say, he, and he then, said nothing. And then they started to demand that he, quote, say, say her, her name, name. Yes. To the fucking man who literally wrote the Justice for Breonna, Breonna Taylor Act. Yes. Which would have been the main thing, the main crux of it was to call for the end of no-knock raids, right. which is the whole reason why people are against... The Breonna Taylor uh, incident. This is the man who was single-handedly trying to fix the thing that they claim they want fixed. And these fucking assholes are so fucking retarded that they're going after the only the only saving grace uh, in the Senate that could actually do something that would benefit their cause. Yet they go, no, nah, fuck that. He represents the system, and we know that the system's racist, so I, I'm done with you protesters. You all deserve whatever the fuck happens well, to you. Well, everybody wants their opinion without doing the fucking research, and that's the problem. I mean, they knew it was Rand Paul. They, yeah. The yeah. people in the crowd, especially the streamers, they were like, hey, this is Rand Paul. Yeah. But I'm talking about what you just said, just about the, uh, you know, what he's trying to pass. I mean, well, people yeah. don't uh, research this shit anymore because... People want to have their position, but they don't want to have it actually validated by actual hardcore. I research this and I know what the fuck I'm talking about, which I can't really say much about because I don't know if I'm a good authority on any of this shit. But still, I'm not out there raising my fist or, you know, uh, throwing Molotov co cocktails, at, you know, random businesses. So, well, I'll, I'll say this. Know. You know, a few episodes ago, I said the world needs more Ron Pauls. Well, this is Ron Paul's son. Now, he's no Ron Paul. In fact, there's not really anybody but Ron Paul. He's not Ron even Paul. Ron Paul light. But he's yeah. the best thing going in the Senate in a lot of ways. Yeah. His biggest thing is ending the wars, bringing the troops home, reducing government power, reducing government size, reducing their ability to kick your door down right. and start just start blasting right he's all for the end of all that and you know what hey buddy two thumbs up if i could vote for you i fucking would because i think that there are more important things in life than 
what most people think are important and worthy of voting for. I think Rand stands for a lot of that. Now, you know, there there ain't no politician on this planet that aligns 100% with what I would like the, to see them do. And I've made peace that that's not what you should be getting. No. You align with the person who is most aligned with what you believe and what you want. Anyway, Rand is that guy uh, in many ways for me and is many ways for the people protesting. But they don't give a shit because they're fucking animals. Well, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I would all, most always usually disagree with your stance on the protesters or fucking idiots, blah, blah, blah. However, I'm going to throw up a big however in this one. Right on. The problem here is this. The utility of most protests is to have a conversation. Nobody's requesting a conversation. They're requesting to be right. That's all they want to be. That's all they want to see is, oh, I want my, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, likes and blah, blah, blah to say, I know what I'm talking about. I'm on the right side of this issue. They don't care about conversation. So that's where I'll say all you protesters go happily fuck yourself. There you go. Yeah. Well, they just, they, they don't want a conversation. They, they want, uh, well, we've already said this numerous times. They want conformity. Yeah. They want you to conform. Mm -hmm. They want you to comply. And if you, and if you don't, and if you don't conform to everything that they think about, you're just a fucking racist. There's no middle uh, ground. Yeah. There's yeah, no there's compromise. N- whatsoever. None, none. I know. And, and they call Retards it. Retards never compromise. This is what's crazy is they call it uh, progressive. You know, prog- that, yeah. that's the, the movement is called progressive. Yeah. But um, makes no progress. Well, no. What they want uh, to progress is, is, all it does is kick back. Yeah. It's regressive. It is. And, and, and you know, if you want to make a country where, uh, you know, just like I say all the time, if you want to remake the country, remake the vote, vote for, vote for, you know, vote for somebody different. It's got to, it's going to take everybody to do it. But if you want to change shit, you really want to shake shit up, vote for the other guy. Actually, all of you. I'll, I'll do you one better. Everyone. I'll do you one better, Doug. If you really want to change shit. Run for fucking office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Put some. Put your balls on the on the yeah, fucking chopping block. Uh, you no, know no, how no. I feel about no. that. I mean, it's it, no, no, no. It, if you believe so wholeheartedly that you've got the fucking answers, wheel them out there, dude. Let's fucking debate them. Let's put you in an arena where you can't just bash somebody over the fucking head, and you actually have to be listened to, and you have to shut the fuck up. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's enter into a little bit of what we like to call the most fair way possible to exchange ideas, you stupid cunt, and not just start burning shit down because, well, I just don't really like it so much, so meh. You're, you're a fucking child, and you should not be listened to. A lot of this stems from, you know, I don't have kids, but I've been around kids. I used to be one. <laughs> I was a real big shithead when I was a kid. You know why? Because I didn't have discipline. You know how I got a little bit? I got I got it fucking beat into me, taught into me, you know, things I wanted withheld from me until I learned. You you get a little bit you know, you you have to be reformed. If you're just left to your own devices, you're going to be a shithead from the day you're born to the day you die. You're not capable as a human to just 
nail stick the landing your first attempt you 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 need some guidance and a lot of these protesters i sincerely feel uh have really lacked guidance in their life so yeah anyway fuck them fuck the protesters but what they were there protesting was the main event of the evening uh supposedly the republican national convention which was happening in dc uh I guess it started at Charlotte, night one. Yeah. And they were in the big room with nobody in it. Yeah. Kind of like the Democrats, but they're, I got to be honest, the Republicans' room was a little cooler, like had a bigger ceiling. Shit looked like it could echo. I don't know. Just saying. Scenery. <laughs> but um, then again, that's the difference between Charlotte and Delaware. What? Delaware? What? Um, so it started there. And then. That it, and the fact that they got to use government buildings, you know. So there was that. Yeah. Well, Big ups on you for having a kick-ass. I mean, it looked cool. I mean, it was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's first time in history it's ever happened. But I mean, that's that's okay too, I guess. Now it don't matter. None no. of these things matter anymore. I guess. Why would it matter? It's twenty twenty. None of the things that have always mattered about running for office or politics. Or no, everything. Any of that. Everything's, everything's gone. Everything's, everything's been out thrown the window. The wind. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, 2020, Doug. Come so on, yeah, man. You, you know. Well, what, what's also funny about that is in direct uh, kind of reaction to that, because we all can pretty much say the the DNC, all crickets. Why? Because they didn't have anybody the fuck there. Whereas this one, it seems like, I mean, it was very much fueled by the crowd. Well, it started so, off It started off well, with no crowd. Well, no, I, I understand, but I'm talking about last night. And so now you've got, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden is already like, yeah, I'm exiting my basement. I'm going back on the road. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. So, so the first three nights or whatever, it's in that big room, whatever, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Don't care. Because uh, I didn't really tune in the first three nights. It was boring as fuck. It was the same shit as the DNC. One person come out, blah, blah, a lot of words. Don't really, doesn't matter. Um. But in that, you did have, speaking of Rand Paul, he came out and gave a very quick little five-minute-er. Five um, and basically, all he did is he said, you know, Trump is good on wars. And you know what? In comparison to all the presidents of my lifetime, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't started a new war. That's a good thing. He's dropped a shitload of bombs. I That's thought, not so good. I thought the Secretary of State in fucking Israel was special. You know? That was... Uh, is dude there's, there's, there's they so love much them some israel the dnc and the rnc they just so disappoint me oh I mean, yeah they, no i've got a whole sure, list i'm gonna it's, i'm gonna go through it it's baby. crazy so Rand paul was good he hit on things that to me are important and that is that we're not going around trying to kick the rest of the world's ass all the time um you know like i said trump did has dropped a shitload of bombs. Not super cool, but you know, whatever. You got to do it. I guess we paid for them already. <laughs> and then Kimberly Guilfoyle, former yeah. Fox News uh, fame, who now is, uh, is she married or just dating one of the Trumps? Junior's boyfriend or girlfriend. Junior's <laughs> boyfriend. Don't yeah. misgender she's, she's got a dick, man. <laughs> well, she was screaming all high fucking heaven to an empty room looking like an absolute psycho. Oh, now, yeah, she looked crazy. I should have known that she was Trump Junior's lady. Because old D.T. Jr. came out and looked geated to the fucking gills. He looked gills. like he was gagged to the, yes. Looks yeah. like he and old Guilfoyle got back there and just did a little nose just, candy. Yeah, yeah. Just rummaged around in a trash can full of cocaine. Yeah. Full of cocaine. <laughs> Man. 
Good God Almighty! And, and you putting, see the glassy eyes on that fucker? And putting, uh, the, I thought it was. I, I I even showed you this when you guys came over. Yeah. Uh, was watching Nikki Haley the, the transition watching, between watching Nikki, Nikki Haley? And Haley and yeah. yeah, the transition from Nikki Haley to Trump Jr. was just. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh so hard. I'm sitting what? down here watching it. I'm it like, was like going from the first floor of a library up to the second floor where they're holding a rave. Yeah. And you're like, wow, yeah. this transition quickly. <laughs> yeah. it's I like don't the, think there's a single book up here. <laughs> yeah, it was it's funny. like the Queens of the Stone Age song. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, Marijuana. Nikki Haley gave a good speech. She did. There were there was actually some decent speeches. I say my award to the the best speech of the entire convention went to Tim Scott from South Carolina. Yeah, he gave a good one. You know, and his main tagline was from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. Right. And I thought that the the subject matter that he touched on, especially in the current climate of America, him being a black Republican senator from South Carolina, who you know was in a stranglehold by Strom Thurmond for decades. Oh, yeah. And for his grandfather or great-grandfather to be a slave picking cotton to him being the first black congressman from South Carolina, that's fucking huge. And it really kind of goes right, it's the fly in the ointment of a lot of what the DNC is standing on about the whole thing about, hey, if you're black in this country, you're fucked. You're doomed. Right. And we're the only ones that can save you. He's right. like, hey, from cotton to Congress, motherfuckers, like, don't tell me shit about what I can and can't do right. because of my... So I thought that as far as the the material and the the appropriate timing tim scott i thought knocked it out of the fucking park yeah, yeah just he was, because was really he, good. he gave one of the more and it's not just because of the race thing like at all i thought it was a nice you know if you're playing politics it's a nice jab to the other side but it was more of the subject matter the substance of his speech was positive as fuck right mm. and, it, and it it was one of those that kind of instilled a little bit of dare i say it pride and gave you a little bit of hope and the individual's ability in this country is still alive and you know yeah it's on life support but damn it we're gonna keep fighting damn it jim (laughs) i'm a congressman not a pool man (laughs) and then the, the the final night night four was held you know on the south lawn of the white house maybe the north lawn i get my directions confused like I said, we're not a new show. I think it was the South Lawn. Fuck your facts. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the the final night, you know, it was all the pomp and circumstance that you would imagine. And, uh, you know, Trump came out and gave like an hour, hour and a half long speech. 71 minutes. Yeah. All right. 11, uh, an hour and 11. Well, hour and 11 minutes. 71 <laughs> but yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, so immediately you just have it juxtaposed. Remember, a week ago, everybody was going, hey, good job, Biden. You read a pre-recorded speech for 23 minutes. Look at you. Who gets a gold star? You get a gold star. We'll put it right over here on the lowest. Never mind. Okay. So it's, it's, it's going to be a scratch and sniff star, Biden. Don't worry. It's your favorite smell. It's six-year-olds. So Trump goes oh. out there and immediately just does a triple the length. Now, it was all fucking <laughs> normal Trumpisms. My note here. I'll read it. Trump comes out and Trump says Trump things. That's all I got from it. I didn't. I wasn't moved. I wasn't anything. I was like, would you expect anything less? No, it was a typical middle of the road 
Trump, you know, he said the things that he had to say as far as a political arrangement. You know, uh, my final note is, okay, so my final takeaway now that the RNC and DNC are finally fucking over is Trump says Biden will destroy the country and the DNC says we're all dead if we don't vote for Biden. So they're Looks both like we're th- fucked. They're both running on fear, which is yeah. the go-to. It's the most non-creative way to engage in politics. And at this time in our country, fuck them both, to be honest with you, to, for just running on fear. It's like, hey, man, not sure if you took a temperature of the room. We got plenty of that now. How about you talk about how you're going to solve the problems that are going on regardless of who's in power? You know? Well, say what you're going to say about, you know, um, Obama. But one thing that, I mean, I'm sure he, he did have a little bit of fear tossed in there, but most of what he ran on was hope. So, yeah, I mean, hope being the thing that, you know, he's going after here. And I'll say, you know, I'm actually very proud to say that I went to, uh, you know, one of his rallies in Phoenix. And, you know, that's the last time I can remember a president being hopeful, um, having a message for everyone, not just one side, not the other. It's, uh, you know, a resounding call to action. So that's something we are deeply missing right now is everyone wants to beat you down with where what we've turned into. And fuck the Republicans, I'm sorry to say, with the whole... You know, the the DNC wanted to, uh, you know, make you feel like we're not there yet and that, you know, shame on our country and all this other shit. And, you know, at the same time, they're not being productive themselves with the same kind of fear mongering. It just doesn't work. Well, I think what you're really saying is I want my politician to propagandize better. And and that's fine. I just, I, I just don't, uh, I just don't believe any politician. You can come with your hope and change. You can come with uh, making America great again. You can come with the, uh, the whole country's racist, and you need us to pull you out of this racism cesspool. I, my only question is, I don't know. Does your speech come with fireworks or not? Because <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> in the end, that was really the only thing that got my attention. <laughs> yeah, those were some killer fireworks. Holy fuck! Yeah, that was, even, that was the greatest firework display I believe I've ever seen. Even in the middle of the RNC, you know, you knew that there were protesters outside, like surrounding yeah. the White House, and they were raising <laughs> all hell. So I had on my phone the 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 protest footage, and then on TV I had uh, I had the orange tent turned way up on the on the tube and i'm watching right when as soon as trump ends his speech i think they had an italian opera singer that serenaded him a little bit right, whatever. Right. and then all of a sudden all hell broke loose at the washington monument and i was like oh that's cool okay still going on holy shit they <laughs> just had fireworks that spelled trump 2020 in yeah. the fucking night sky and then i looked down at my phone at the protest footage and all the protesters stopped protesting and they were all just up looking at it like, oh, I'm telling you, 
Fireworks? It's like the Sandlot. <laughs> fireworks could cause world peace, man. Yeah, yeah. Fireworks. Yeah. That's that's. And and if fireworks are ever going to cause peace or you know lead to peace, last night would have been it, because that was the most badass firework display I ever did see. Yeah, fucking probably cost about as much as the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Well, well who yeah. doesn't like fireworks? Man? I know. Oh, you gotta, yeah, yeah, for real. You got to just be an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like a really bad least a animal. commie. <laughs> but um, but uh, nevertheless. Fireworks did not solve peace. They were out there accosting everyone that was leaving the event pronto as soon as the fireworks were over. So maybe fireworks don't work that well. But they did look cool as fuck. They so did. if I, I give a thumbs up on fireworks, uh, I give a thumbs up to Rand Paul and Tim Scott. That's about it. You know, yeah. Glad we don't have to see two more conventions for another four years. Yeah. Can't wait for the debates. Well, nah, I don't uh, think they're going to happen. Well, they're saying they're coming. But they're also saying they're not. They're saying they're coming. You got Pelosi's dumb, slack-jawed ass out out there going, I don't don't think that Biden should, you know, debate him because, you know, Trump's a liar. It's like, well, what better opportunity to slam dunk on a liar? Oh, that's right. Biden can't do that he's not capable oh, i just i just, just want to i think i'm good i think we're gonna see one i hope you're right we're gonna see one but i think we're gonna see all three of them can Ooh. the can the dnc and the rnc both just stop putting mouth breathers at the top of the senate i mean both <laughs> fucking i mean they're both terrible you know she's terrible and fucking mcconnell i mean mr turtle himself is just oh, oh my fucking god Speaking of which, did well, you... Well, like I said, a gazillion fucking times. Yeah, I know. We don't need to rehash... Recombin- did you, did you incumbent, the, incumbent, incumbent. Did you see the thing I sent you? <laughs> yes. The Kyle Dunnigan video? Yes. <laughs> all right. This one is for sure going to go in the go, uh, in the show notes. Uh, for all y'all that don't know, there's a comedian. His name is Kyle Dunnigan. He's got probably the best Instagram of all the Instagram. It's, and I know, it's the best to me. And he, does, and he doesn't even take one picture showing his butt. And I know a lot of people think that's all Instagram is good for. But he's uh, he's a comedian, writer, and he uses the face swap app. And he just does impersonations of very famous people or prominent people in very pe- precarious situations. And it's fucking hilarious. It is. And he released a five and a half minute very long funny. video. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to describe it. I'm just going to put it Hell, I'm just gonna put it in the show notes. Put the link to it. You got it. You got to see it. And if you if you like anything that we talk about here and that you've heard on this show, I have a feeling you're gonna like what he did, and it's it's glorious. Glorious. <laughs> Let's just say he makes fun of Mitch McConnell pretty good. Yeah. Good. Well, you know, and I did. I know we'll lead into this a little bit. Maybe cut it down some, but um, and I'll do this for Biden a little bit. But uh, I went on and I thought it, especially since it's a Trump speech, might be in need of a little bit of fact checking. So I- I'm not going to oh, go. Don't do that. <laughs> Why pain yourself? Oh, don't do that. Uh, well, hey, this is I- like this is like going to the dentist and being like, Novocaine. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, you know, fortunate to say I, I didn't put in the work. I only found an article that did it for me. Um, which the BBC is turning into my go-to right now because, yeah. you know, Daily, Daily Mail is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I like here is they're just from another place. They're seeing it from the outside looking in. And I kind of value that more than the fucking, you know, bubble that we've got going on here. So, um, 
let me see. The first one that I thought uh, jumped out because this is his biggest claim to fame is we have already built 300 miles of border wall. Yeah, except for 275 of those miles were just rebuilding of shit that was already there. So that's maintenance, not really building. So uh, splitting hairs. Oh fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and you you made the point, Jim. You know, while we were watching hairs. while we were watching it, that it's like, well, they all tell half truths. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing is, and I, I'm sure. The BBC did not include all they could have for Trump and probably fell a little short on Biden as well. But you can c- compare eight fact checks from Trump to the three uh, that they got on Biden. So, um, eh. well, of course, <laughs> you uh, think I'm going to take some Brits word about the Mexican-American border? <laughs> they don't even know what a good enchilada looks like. Yeah, I have well, no yeah. idea. Neither do Americans for that point. But, you know, splitting hairs, I guess, again. But either way, um you know, so that was one that kind of stuck at me. Um, one that they didn't mention that I wanted to bring up is the abortion issue, which um, I'm always going to, you know, stand in defense of Roe v. Wade. I just will. But the one thing that they always throw out there is Democrats are in complete support of late term abortions. And it's like, well, you forget to throw the caveat on there that the only time that late-term abortions are really viable is if the life of the mother is in danger. Not only that, usually it has to be signed off by three separate physicians. So, I mean, I'm just saying that's, you know, we are building this whole thing on half-truths. Can I make the argument? No. That yes. <laughs> Go ahead. That... What he said wasn't totally false, not really even not that close totally. to false. And uh, the argument against it is that that it's a slippery slope. Yeah. No, uh, 100%. Well, uh, I will, you know, I'm not going to go over every fact check because uh, there were eight of them. So I, I will stop at this one for Trump. Uh, his last thing here was... We will always and very strongly protect patients with pre-existing conditions, and that is a pledge from the entire Republican Party. Um, so, dipshit, um, that was already written into law as far as Obamacare that you're trying to wipe under a rug. Yeah. And not yep. only that, I mean, he patted himself on the back for signing something this year to, uh, I think he thought he was cementing it or something, but probably really just setting up for the fact that he's going to leave millions of people without health care. Either way, you know, he's trying to make it a thing that the other party doesn't care about that. Sorry, dude. Fuck you. Uh, you know, again, I will support Trump as long as he do- says anything that is substantive. And not only that, I will support you if what you're talking about is not batshit crazy. But I'm sorry, you cannot continue to take credit for shit that other people already did. He already took credit for another thing um, where he's, you know, the, the best pr- best president for black people. And the veterans. Well, and veterans. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a particular law that uh, he's taking credit for that Obama's the one that actually signed it in. So, now, and I can't, uh, I can't come correct with all the facts on that when which one it was, but I... 
I did I did definitely read that today where it's like, well, dude, where are you taking credit for something that Obama did? Well, I know it's the Veterans Choice Act. Obama brought that in. Yeah. And and Trump just made it so you can get uh if you're blind in both eyes, you get, you know, some kind of benefit that if you're only blind in one eye, something like that. And he signed that into law and then he and now he's claiming that he made choice for veterans and he, he didn't do it. He didn't there's a lot of things that he didn't do that he claims, you know, glory on. I mean, that's that's just who he is, well, man. I think, he's a, I think if you look at government being involved in healthcare as a good thing, which I wholeheartedly don't, uh, then this matters to you. And this is like he's taking credit for something that another government official government is the whole reason why our healthcare system is fucked beyond recognition anyway. The VA has been absolute horrid dog shit for decades and no president signing any of this or any of that is going to fix that in fact government's involvement in healthcare is what drives up the prices to where nobody can afford it so that you have to have insurance which is overpriced or be employed so that you can get health insurance just so that you don't lose your house if you need a, a minor surgery if you got them the fuck out of the whole goddamn thing, it would help more Americans, like every one of them, overnight. The fact that they're squabbling over what little thing they signed that's still going to keep medical prices through the fucking roof, fuck them all. Fuck Trump, fuck Obama, fuck every president who's ever meddled in the healthcare system. I've said it before, you should not get your health care or health uh concerns uh handled at the government level they need to get so far away from uh health and health care so that people can actually have a choice and finding the cheapest provider and let the market provide the government has only fucked the health care system and now we're squabbling over it can only be fixed by government they're the whole reason why we're fucked in the first place and we're we're battling over which enemy we think is our savior that's my two cents. Well, you know, and I personally support what you're saying there. But, you know, the one point that many bring up is a country is only as strong as its weakest link. So I am in support of social programs, you know, um, of many types. I'm not in support of them for individuals that sit there and just reap the benefits of a system they don't care to contribute to. Those fuckers need to be cut off as quickly as possible and i'm not that would be solved in a total free market healthcare system as well <laughs> well social programs are great because they guarantee that you're you're guaranteed a certain level of service and no more no less well this is my argument to that we had free that we had free market health care until obama Made, no, we didn't. The, no, we, we didn't. didn't. We did. We have not had free market well, healthcare since the 1920s. Look, the only thing that was evolved. different, no. the only difference no. was, is the state lines thing. That was it. That was all. You couldn't buy insurance over state lines. That was the big fucking deal. But insurance okay, was look, the fuck up. Yeah, but listen, yeah. listen to what I'm saying. Um, insurance would have never, it never. This is this is totally against the business model. An insurance, a private insurance company will never cover someone with a pre-existing condition. Insurance, that, insurance in, in companies business, is not free market In healthcare. their business interest, they would never do that. Even in free market healthcare, they would never free do that. Free market healthcare, you don't have insurance companies. Okay, what do you have? Tell me, tell me how it works. You have competing doctors with a la carte pricing, which is what everybody wants, 
pricing themselves into a competitive the the market establishes the value just like everything else the, the whole reason why healthcare prices are so goddamn high it's goes back it's, it's schooling it, it goes back over 100 years yeah when the government got you know blue cross blue shield and they they started passing all these mandates well it was for the military that's what it that's what it started for yeah and what is the military part of well, the look, government look what is killing this country is entitlements is things that are people are entitled to dude you've got people that have been drawing money off of the government fund uh for 40 50 years at a time and you, when you've got millions of people doing that and you have to guarantee the pensions of the people that are coming after them. Yeah, retiring. The government is the and biggest then you got union people coming in after the world. Them retiring. So if you look at it, and all they're doing is making themselves rich. That's why I don't like any of them. I don't like any form of government that I've seen since I've been alive. I don't like any of it. I don't think it is efficient. I don't think it addresses what really needs to be done and i don't think that as many people should be living off of taxpayer money as live off of taxpayer money yeah i don't think uh, you know the government it, should not be in charge of taking care of you they right. should be in charge the only responsibility of government in and my it, opinion is to protect the rights of the people and not and that's it's, it and it's not in national defense and when you say take care of you I would throw that right to the politicians themselves. It, the government is not meant for you to go in and make a fucking career out of it and come out with a fat fucking pension. Yeah, you should never have a the career. Taxpayers you, have to pay. You should never have a career in of upholding individual rights, exactly. which is the only reason right. why they should exist. Exactly. Now we've we've conceded all that and we've given them all these powers yes be in control of our health care be in control of our you know who's getting married to who right. and who can we've they have too much power and everything they touch has gotten more expensive and the quality has gotten worse private industry always has produced a better more efficient value to their product always well you've got to look at the word capitalism and you've got to look at the word capital itself. The capital of any state, you know, you got the capitals of, of different states, you know, that word capital means money. That's where the capital of your state, that's where all the money for your state is, is in the capital. It's in the legislators that are in there that are spending all of your money, your money. Mine and yours. All of our money. Yeah. Okay. And it shouldn't be. And Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the word capital has turned into people look at the capital of their state as some place of pride and some place of, it's not that at all. It's the big fucking pile of money that you are letting your elected officials pass among themselves. I don't know. And, I don't know and, how that relates to capitalism, yeah. but it does. The word capitalism, it look, if you look at well, the, in a business sense, when you have no, capital, yeah, yeah, you're talking I, about money. Exactly. It's a financial you, term that also that also it, it, shares. It, 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 isn't that a coincidence? There's it, a lot it, of that, Doug. Isn't it a coincidence? There's a lot of that, words. That, well, read 
Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I mean no, come on. No, there's I'm a lot of saying. words that have the similar meaning. Capitalism uh, similar is more things. regarding the economy and uh, free trade. And money. The trade within. Well, money, sure, but it, it's more the well, propagation Well, money is power, of, and that's the capital is a source of power. That, exactly. Well, it's the propagation of the ability to compete. That's more what capitalism is to me than just the capital. Because, I mean, yeah, sure, capital is in there, but it's, it's not- completely it's just all that matters it's no. all that matters look, well that's look, why there's definitions we, for separate words yeah, look everything it's all that matters uh, the only thing that keeps this country from tearing itself to pieces is money if money has no value which that day is coming to this country oh sure yeah. and and it's coming a lot you, sooner than people think it is you won't get a disagreement from me there Doug. when Buy that golden silver when now. that day when that day comes to this country where the money the fucking 50 dollar bill you got in your hand ain't worth a fuck and a loaf of bread's 300 dollars dude yeah it, it, it's five, five, six is going to be the most valuable thing out exactly. there That's all I'm it's going to come and, and when that happens it's gonna it's gonna be a fucking nightmare, and it's uh, everybody. You better stay look, far away of, away from seventeen year olds. They are. That's all I'm saying. Look, all of the politicians that have ever been there, all of the politicians that are there now, they all know it's a giant fucking grift, and that's why. Why not Donald Trump? Why not? I mean, in in my opinion, I thought Donald Trump was intentionally put in to oversee the the bankruptcy of the United States. He's been there what before. better person to, to deal with bankruptcy than a person that's had eight or nine bankruptcies. How, what better person to do that? A so, person who hasn't had any bankruptcies, but is still in the business world. I mean, so or at least not so many, I don't know. not Anybody, many people in the any, business world have not had. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's I, a normal course of things. Yeah. In, but in, I, in the I thought world. that, you know, I thought it, uh, but that, know, go, I thought that, that at the time that goes to show that's a natural course of business you're it, uh, an unfettered one where you're free to fail there's no such thing as too big to fail the government comes in and goes no this is too big to fail no it's not it's not anything is capable of failing and oh, you yeah. should let it fail because what's going to replace it is going to be likely better than what failed because that's just how things work right that's you learn from that yes my, my whole point and you'll hear me say this all the time is the key in all of this, whether we're talking about health care or abortion or fiat money and economic policy, is, in my humble opinion, it, everything would be less bad, not perfect, just way less bad, far more improved, if you left it up to personal choice and you got the government the fuck out of your lives. And if you had the least amount of interaction you have with government, now, listen to me, Black Lives Matter. That also means less interaction with cops, too, because there would be less laws, because there would be less interaction with government. The least amount of interaction you have with government and the more freedom of choice, otherwise known as liberty, I think the better off people will be. Yeah. That's that's, a, that's that's it. That's it's hate, not a perfect system. You can still freedom. fuck up. You can still go bankrupt. You can still lose everything you've ever owned. That's you're never safe from that. It's it's a big, bad, dangerous world out there. Jesus Christ! It's like <laughs> we're trying to build all these safeguards to mitigate every risk possible. That's not life. That's not how this works. Uh, there's nowhere in natural law 
that says that that's a thing that should never that you should be 100% free from. Right. It, it's impossible and us fighting it is is what gets us to this ballooned up situation that we're in now. And either way, regardless, fireworks show is awesome. The next 4 years are probably going to be a shit show. Enjoy. Yes. Yep. And before the next 4 years get kicked off, it's going to be very interesting. I, I think we're in for a doozy See, for the next yeah. four months. Yes. These next four months are going to be a, end of, a whopper. The end yeah, of baby 2020. Steps here. <laughs> November and December 2020. Oh, shit, gonna, Doug. We still got a catastrophic hurricane to look we, for. We got, a, we, got a, we got a Thanksgiving and a Christmas coming up that people are never going to forget. Jesus. Never. I'll just say the last never. eight months. That's the gravy. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> the last eight months have been like three goddamn years, I will say. I mean, just like... Everything in Trump world has, to me, almost tripled time. It's like I used to complain about how, as I got older, life is starting to speed up. Not anymore. It fucking isn't. I don't know. I don't know if it was Trump or the COVID or the riots, but this 21-year-old face has a shitload of grace coming into his chin, and I don't fucking like it. God, 38 is <laughs> going to be horrible. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, on, on that note let's uh, <laughs> let's kick it on out of here. Again, happy birthday, Jim. Thank yeah, you, brothers. Yes. Happy birthday, bro. Thank you, brothers. And, and, if, uh, and if anybody got offended by this episode, uh, sorry. Eh? Oh, well. Not really. And that's going to do it for this rant. We'll see you next week. Yes, we are out. How about being kind again? And I remember, please, please stop beating the shit out of each other. And no ARs.